Welcome back to the Monolith Filmcast, the film podcast where we discuss news, reviews, and this week, Spider-Man in the MCU. Easy. It, it writes itself. It write the, the the intros write themselves with yeah. these Spider-Man ones. Thankfully, because yeah, yeah, yeah. I hate when I have like when I'm. What was last week's? Uh, the first Spider-Man redo. Um, nice. Those are good ones. And I think I've got an idea for the next one as well, which we'll hold off on until then. Thank you for joining us this time. I'm Isaac. This is Ethan. Sorry, I was looking. I was like, Jake, are you going to say something? This is Ethan. Hello. <laughs> and this is Jake. Hey, everyone. And that's pretty good. Thanks. Today, we're talking about the MCU Spider-Man movies. We'll talk about some of the smaller appearances, Civil War, Infinity War, Endgame, yada, yada, yada. Yeah, but okay. mostly Homecoming and Far From Home. Mostly. Um, but before we get into that, I want to play a song that I, I was watching this show today, and I was like, what the hell? I do not remember this song being like this. Do you, did you guys ever watch the 90s Spider-Man show, mm-hmm. like the animated mm-hmm. show? Do you remember the song from that show? Yeah, not really. Shit. This, is, this is the animated theme song. Yep. Yeah. Yep. The lyrics are so weird. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's the best theme song. <laughs> Really cool logo. Oh, it's great. I don't know who had the guitar in their hands in this studio, but they did not have to go that hard. They go crazy with that. That part's so funny. He's just saying spider blood, spider blood, radioactive spider blood. (laughs) Terry Osborne in The Amazing Spider-Man. Really good. Anyways, just been in a Spider-Man kick lately, and I I saw Mm -hmm. that today, and I was like, I do not remember that. But I do remember that was my first time seeing Hobgoblin. Oh, it was in that show? He is great in that. That's well, I don't know sweet. if he's that good, but he Is that why you were cool. watching the show? I wasn't watching it today. Well, I was watching it today just because I wanted to watch something in the background, and mm. the last couple of days I haven't really been watching too many... Well, i just been having to actually do stuff so I couldn't really turn yeah. on a movie, but I was like, I could probably watch this in the background, and I only watched it for like five minutes and then I turned it off, but I was like, that's a good theme song. So You know what? That's on Disney+. Plus. Yeah, that's where I was watching You know what wasn't on Disney+. Plus? Fucking Far From Home Fuck. and Homecoming. Why aren't they on Disney+. Plus? I looked oh, it's it gotta up. be a Sony thing. It is. It's exactly a Sony thing. So it's dumb. It's very dumb. That I was, was the whole... Like, as we were leaving last week, we were like, well, at least these ones are on Disney+. Plus. We yeah. didn't have to rent them. I know. Thanks, I was Disney. I couldn't believe that either. I was like, well, <sighs> that's fucking annoying. But, but they do have a lot of cartoons on Disney+. Plus. A lot they, of Spider-Man cartoons. They do have a good holiday collection, too. They have a great holiday collection. I was watching the holiday episode of Sweet Life of Zack and Cody. Also, Pretty Fantastic funny. Mr. Fox is on Disney+. Plus. Is, is it? it? Yeah, that's how I watched it. What? <laughs> <laughs> how no the idea. hell did that land there? I have no idea. Why don't you watch it on my Criterion, dude? Yeah, we both have it. I just watched it on Disney Plus. I just (laughs) looked it up on Letterboxd. I was like, oh, it's on Disney Plus. Perfect. (laughs) All right. Well, let's get into some news before we start talking about our main topic today. And also, we're going to be doing our Spider Man top, like, whatever's our our rankings, our official rankings today. We're going to rank some Spider Mans. Yes, we are. So, first up in the newsroom, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre film from Fede Alvarez. Is that his name? I think it's Fede. Fede Fede Alvarez. Yeah, Fede Wap. Um, What's he up to? Fetty Wap? Yeah. That's a good question. I don't I have know. no idea. He's in that Chill Island movie that's coming out. I don't even know what the hell that is. I sent it to the group, Chad. Oh, I haven't gotten that far yet. I haven't gotten that far yet. Actually, uh, I don't know if he's in that. Anyways, so the, the first images have come out, and I think that's all that we've gotten so far is images, right? We haven't really gotten what anything the, new. We got a whole trailer, Isaac. 
Where you been, Isaac? Did you send that later? Dude, I'm back. I'm far back in the newsroom right now. Let <laughs> me find you. Did you watch the trailer? Home. <laughs> Earlier this week? When did you send the trailer? It's like two scrolls down. Well, you're on the mobile. <laughs> <laughs> well, then it's one scroll down. The trailer. Did I watch this trailer? It's a little forgettable, so you might not have. I don't think have. I... I oh, you know what? I didn't because I think you sent two texas chainsaw news back to back and i saw the second one and i just thought that was the new thing that's not what happened <laughs> yeah you sent the f- synopsis it wasn't the, oh, it wasn't a few I days later saying. i thought yeah, you're saying yeah. the images i'm like i didn't send that till yeah no you're right yeah no so sorry no there's a new trailer new images and a new synopsis i didn't watch the Got trailer the how does it look it looks here's the thing it looks like a netflix six out of ten. Oh man <laughs> i i don't mean that in a bad way i mean that in a this is going to meet the bare minimum of what i need and that's about it. <laughs> that's fair. I mean, I think it's like, it's Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Mm-hmm. And so much of what makes the first one good is just kind of the circumstances of how it's made. Yeah. And so I just feel like it's kind of pointless to expect that ever again. Yeah. So that's fair. It's cool that Elsie Fisher's in it. Yeah. Um, it's cool that... Uh, these fits look great. What's his name mm-hmm. is attached? The guy who did Evil Dead? Isn't it Fede Alvarez? Isn't that what we just talked about? Oh, he's he's not directing. He's producing it. Someone uh, else is directing it. Hmm, okay, interesting. Okay, you're right, but yeah, Fede Alvarez is the guy. But yeah, it looks um, it looks exactly as good as I as the as I need it to be. And the synopsis <laughs> sounds cool. It's just they're yeah. teasing maybe Sally will come back, right? And Leatherman's an old man. That's cool. Yeah. I really like that. That's he's basically I'm... just been just hiding out this entire time, and then people come fuck with him again, and he's like, "All right, fine." <laughs> the one thing that is really interesting to me though is how come in the first image with Elsie Fisher and these other actors, they are all wearing like 70s looking clothes. And their hair, especially. Like, mm. Elsie Fisher's hair looks like she's got like a 70s hair. <laughs> That's the Netflix requirement. Everyone's got to look like they're in the Stranger Things, regardless oh, of when the movie takes place. Like, how are we going to get the nostalgia in here? Yeah, because this movie's modern day, so, or at least somewhat modern day. I guess people do dress like that nowadays, but That's true. it's just confusing in yeah, the marketing for this. So, um, we'll definitely check it out though. It's coming oh, we'll out in like a month, right? No, it comes out February. Oh, February. Okay. So we get we get a scream movie in January. That's probably just gonna barely meet my minimum. Yeah, seven out of ten. And then a Texas Chainsaw Massacre the next month. Six out of ten, hopefully. Two slashers in two months. Yeah. Then we're I'm gonna get so Leprechaun excited. March. Leprechaun March. Yeah. We'll with the see. Batman. <laughs> when actually when does that new Pinhead movie come out? Not for um, a year or so. Yeah, right? it's probably like twenty twenty three. Okay. Pinhead Larry. <laughs> they should make a Pinhead Larry movie. Horror movie. Up next, we've got some new ugly posters for uh, No Way Home. Yeah, some character that. posters from the we villains. We see Green Goblin a little better. I, that's that's the that's the highlight. Yeah, Green a Goblin's probably the best looking one, and it still doesn't look that good. Did you see the leak? Like, like he is for sure in the movie. Like Green Goblin? Uh, no, no, no. Willem um, Dafoe. Willem Dafoe. Yeah, yeah. there's like an interview that they uploaded a few days ago where it's him, Alfred Molina, and Jamie Foxx talking yeah. about it. Oh, okay, cool. And yeah. there's like a clip of him without the mask. That's the one I yeah. saw online. Yeah. Okay. Ooh, I haven't seen that. that yeah, he's good. like he's got that's like the picture that Jake sent where he's like, no, no, it's not that. That's from a different movie, but it looks fine. He's like, it does look kind of cool though because he's got like a purple looking hood on. Mm-hmm. So it almost looks like the cartoon Green Goblin costume, which is really, really fucking cool. That's really so cool. I hope that's what they're it going for. It does look cool. I wonder what happens to him in the movie for him to take off his helmet, and he's also not wearing his gauntlets. And yeah, he like looks fucking. Pants. Ex- yeah, he's yeah. like that's. It looks like he's wearing the purple hoodie with like a green like fucking sash on it, and he's like yeah. all wild looking. It's it looks pretty cool. Yeah, it does. Willem look cool. Dafoe hasn't aged since the first movie came out. <laughs> And Alfred Molina looks great too. He does. Look Did great. you watch that interview thing that they posted? I watched a little bit of it. I didn't watch the whole thing. <laughs> they look so good. <laughs> it was cool to see them and Jamie Foxx interacting because Jamie Foxx was talking about like 
Alfred Molina and Willem Dafoe's like villains in the Spider-Man movies and stuff. But that was cool. Speaking of Spider-Man, we got some new spider suits in the Spider-Man game. Look great. They look great. Great. I will say that new suit. Well, we might get into it later with our list, but if the suit that's in the game, the hybrid suit, looks as good as it does in the game in the movie, that might quickly become the my number one favorite suit. Oh, it'll of all it'll time. look worse in the movie because yeah. the CGI for these movies <laughs> is going to be bad. Yeah, that's I have fair. more to add to that, but I'll add to it later. Okay, uh, another Spider-Man bit of news: we also got the Miles Morales Spider Verse. To whatever you call it, trailer. <laughs> Across the Spider Verse. Across the Spider Verse. Nice meaty trailer. Part, Part one. one. Part one. That um, is so exciting. I guess December is Spider Man month now. Because oh, yeah, this is. is bananas. They this was out of nowhere. On. Trailer looks amazing. Yes, it uh, does. Miles looks a little bit older in it. Yeah. And uh, they're using Tall the same in. art style in the beginning, but it looks a little bit nicer. It just looks a little bit more new. What I really like is when he when Miles is going through a different portal in like a 2099 verse or whatever, yeah, yeah. the animation changes but it's still so stylistic and it looks so, cool. so good. I love that that's the idea going forward with this movie because I love the original art style too but like I also love that they're doing something new with it in this yeah. movie. These are just like in general even outside of Spider-Man movies I think that's why I love the Spy- Into the Spider-Verse so much is just because on all levels of like what little genres it is it's like one of the best of that. It, it's, it's true. Oh, it's, it's, so it's great. Good. It's an amazing movie. So good. So that's very, very exciting. He's still listening to the same music three years later, <laughs> yeah. just like me. Can't get it. <laughs> um, Colin Farrell is reprising his role of the Penguin for the Batman spinoff series at HBO Max. Okay, I I don't know how I feel about this. I kind of don't like this trend because I don't. First of all, like I liked Suicide Squad. Mm-hmm. I'm the really not the new one. The new one. The new one. Yes, of yeah, course. Yeah, yeah. The James Gunn Suicide Squad. <laughs> yes, yeah. Good movie. I'm not too interested in this Peacemaker series, unless oh, it's yeah. also getting really good reviews. Like, if people are it like, looks, oh, it's like the, trailer the for it? I saw the trailer came out, uh, didn't even watch it. It doesn't, doesn't, it doesn't look that good. Yeah. So this whole Penguin spinoff, first of all, it makes me a little nervous for the Batman movie, just because I feel like <laughs> what the world that I'm hoping for Matt Reeves to create is not one that I'm interested in seeing a Penguin spinoff series about. Yeah. But if what? they do, like, a grounded sort of, like, gritty, like, Sopranos-esque version of Penguin. That might oh, be really cool. That's just... absolutely what they're doing. Oh, okay, see, that's... And Matt Reeves is attached to... Everything's in place. I do gotta say, though, because I, I do agree, because the, the only thing... It's not even that I, like, dislike any of those things in it. I just think that's such a slippery slope to start doing. Right, yeah. Oh, they're gonna but, keep doing it. They, yeah. they have plans. This is, this is their fucking MCU now. Exactly. <laughs> that's fair. But that's cool, because... This Batman movie looks so cool. Yeah, yeah. and it, it. I think it's. I think it will be better than the MCU stuff they're doing. But honestly, I to be totally transparent, the biggest thing that's like making me think it's going to be good is HBO Max. Yeah, that's true. HBO they, yeah. only makes good shows. That's true. <laughs> that's true. And I feel like one other thing about it too is that like the Netflix superhero shows were already kind of mediocre. Yeah. The Disney Plus superhero shows are pretty mediocre. <laughs> yeah. At like least imagine, the ones that I've seen. <laughs> imagine a Watchmen like level. Oh, of that's quality. true. Watchmen was fucking amazing. That's true. You know what? I'll take it all back. That was <laughs> amazing. Saying, like a great so point. Yeah. That's that's you're right, Jake. You Oh my god, I'm If it lives really up to that. That's true. I don't want to put those expectations yeah. on Because a lot totally of that accord right. is is like the writers and the director right. of that. But regardless, like HBO Max has a certain level of quality for that they like pretty maintain. much all their shows. I d- and so, I just more so man. mean like the fact that we've gotten mediocre versions of superhero shows on two different platforms and the fact that HBO Max is like, we're still gonna try that. Yeah. 
that makes me feel like okay, someone is still they they someone still sees potential that hasn't been met yet. Exactly, so, I agree. So plus, yeah. if there's any Batman thing to spin off from, it's like thank God it's not the Ben Affleck. Yeah, God, it's exactly. not a That's true. different thing. Thank God it's the it's the Matt Reeves. Robert Pattinson Batman and so grounding cool. it with Penguin is actually pretty interesting because if it was like a Riddler spinoff I would be like I don't really know what that's going to be but yeah. Penguin is just a crime guy like it would just be a crime show thing. yeah <sighs> Definitely optimistic about it. I think I've had a whole 180 since I read this. <laughs> yeah. I'm actually stoked for this now. Yeah, I think I'm, I'm definitely optimistic about it. I think just like the Disney Plus MCU shows, I think kind of just put a bad taste in all of our mouths. So right, I think we'll this. See. I think this won't be like a superhero show though. If I if I remember right, this is like a prequel to it. Mm-hmm. Right, it's like his rise to power. So that especially just like a Sopranos. Yeah, it's just going to be a crime set in Gotham City. Yeah, uh, that that'll That's be so pretty cool. cool. Which could be the best direction to go with it. So yeah, yeah we'll see. Definitely. Um, up next, I don't want to bog too much on this movie because none of us have seen it yet but jennifer lawrence is set to reunite with adam mckay for bad blood a new film about the rise and fall of theranos founder elizabeth holmes okay i'm not a major jennifer lawrence fan right she's kind of had a little bit of a come up in the last few years she's gotten a little bit better but this is perfect casting like this is. is like i'm like okay like I don't, I don't i'm also like not a major fan of this turnaround of like these kind of stories being turned immediately into movies because it's already adam mckay is kind of the absolute one of the worst like people who's the most guilty of just like being like <laughs> like oh man doesn't this system suck and then just like <laughs> using like problems of the system for like not personal gain necessarily but you know what i mean he just kind of turns out movies that should mean something but they kind of don't like yeah. vice is like Man, kind of crazy how Vice came out, and it was about how they're such big war criminals, and and like that just was nothing other than popcorn movie for people, and yeah. like that I hate that. So, and Don't Look Up is getting terrible reviews. Terrible, no. terrible, terrible, terrible. Oh. And the reviews that I'm seeing make me think like, oh, I'm gonna fucking hate this movie. Oh, that yeah. makes me so Cause sad. Basically, it because you know what it's about. Uh. Kind of, it's, I don't remember. It's oh, it's basically about, like, about the, a comet coming to Earth. Yeah, and like, that's right. and the and Jennifer Lawrence and Leonardo DiCaprio are like scientists who are like trying to get everybody like, like do something. And the whole thing's like a political satire about like the climate inaction on climate change, yeah. right? But again, because Adam McKay just kind of makes these movies that are like call to action movies that lead nowhere, it's just kind of like exhausting to watch that yeah. when nothing changes. So. I, saw, I saw a really good review for this from uh, Brianna Ziegler. Shout out, mm-hmm. she said she the. Review just said the yassification of melancholia, directed by uh, <laughs> what's his name, Adam McKay. That's pretty interesting. <laughs> I, I, I can see that. Um, okay, the first poster for Sonic Two's come out. I don't. Ooh. I still don't care about the Sonic movie. I'll probably check it out. I don't. I'm not checking it out. You're gonna check it out? Definitely not in theaters. Maybe <laughs> when I'm sick again one day. That was the only reason I watched. Actually, no. I watched Sonic for the video game episode. Yeah. So yeah. unless we do video game redux, then no. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we do another. Top ten video game movies. They did. They it's released a definitely trailer. not going to crack my top no. ten video game. <laughs> they released a trailer for it at the Game Awards yesterday, and looks dumb. They showed Knuckles though, right? Yeah. Yeah. How do you look? Idris Elba. It looks like him. Knuckles. That's cool. That's not too bad. <laughs> anyway, Idris Elba's doing some good voice work though. It doesn't even sound like him. Well, it sounds like him, but it's hard to distinct his voice. Speaking of Adam McKay, yeah. <laughs> okay, I am actually really excited for this though. This looks really good. Winning time. 
uh, a new HBO original series from Adam McKay is coming to HBO Max in March. It's about the 1970s, 70s or late 60s. It's probably like, somewhere in that like time. The late 70s, early 80s. Oh, okay. Uh, Rise of the Lakers, basically, yeah. with Magic Johnson and everything like that, and it looks so fun. It this, looks. We've talked about this on the show before. This is the one that Bo Burnham is playing Larry Bird in. This is it? No, this is it. <laughs> oh, God. That's, okay, that's so exciting. Very it looks, exciting. the the whole, like, the aesthetic of this show looks perfect. Like, perfect. I don't I don't know what it is about 80s nostalgia. I fucking hate it. 70s <laughs> nostalgia, I'm, I'm, I'm down for that. That's cool to me. Um, um, yeah, that's cool. What's funny about this is I watched the trailer. It might have said it in the trailer, and I may have missed it. I didn't know Bo Burnham was cast as Larry Bird, so I thought you literally just tweeted that as like a fan cast thing. Because <laughs> I saw you tweeted like, "Show as Bo Burnham as Larry Bird." But now that I know that's real, that's fucking amazing. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, the thing. We they talked don't. About they that, do yeah. not mention him or show him. In the they trailer, don't show anything really, from any other team. Really lame. <laughs> don't they just show like his jersey? Because you see a but Bird yeah, jersey. You, you do. Mm. You see them like going for a tip off. But then it cuts away. And John C. Riley so is good. in this, right? Yeah, yeah. John C. Riley's here. Uh, Adrian Brody is playing Pat yeah. Riley, which is really funny. The See, cast is insane. The thing is, is, I think you'll know a lot more. I'm not a, like I like basketball, but I'm not a very I'm not super big on basketball history. So like, yeah, my, it's all, this is all about the lore. Which is exactly, very exciting, which I'm like I'm stoked for that because my my intro to basketball lore was the Last Dance docu series, and which <sighs> I loved. So good. <laughs> so this for me is just gonna unlock a whole new piece of that. I'm oh, like, yeah. So. Yeah, that it's cool because to for me, like I've been all about basketball lore since I was a child. Right. <laughs> yeah, um, that was your bag. It kind of <laughs> seems like the it kind of just feels like the NBA didn't really exist before Michael Jordan because that's when cameras got good and everyone paid attention to Michael Jordan. Mm-hmm. That was like the only team that really mattered. So it's cool to see this. This is like this is pre Michael Jordan, pre all of that, like a decade before Michael right. Jordan. Well, because my Magic Johnson was like. He was already was he already pretty much done playing by the time yeah, Michael he, Jordan came. He was on his way out by the time Michael Jordan got like, right. famous. So. Kind of the same thing that happened with Michael Jordan and Kobe, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So very exciting stuff. Adam McKay being attached. Ugh. Yeah, I, I mean the thing is, is we'll Adam McKay is a good director. He's like, a good director, and Step Brothers is great. <laughs> like he's he's not a bad director. I just think his kind of newer script. Like I said, even Vice. I don't find Vice personally grating or offensive i pretty much agree with everything the movie has to say mm-hmm. it's just kind of i don't really know what it's trying to do though yeah yeah so and so this is this has nothing to do with politics nothing to do with that so at all that's cool yeah. and the guy who's playing magic johnson is like a completely new actor right that's really cool, really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah very exciting and next march really cool next march a lot of march uh, coming to Sundance 2022 we get jesse eisenberg's directorial debut with when you finish saving the world uh, and then we also get a couple other things. Um, I, I, you sent some trailers for these. I didn't have time to watch any of these trailers, but uh, that when when you finish saving the world is getting like a lot of buzz right now, and so is it's like everything all at once, something like that. Yeah, I can't everything everywhere all at once. Yeah, I don't think that's coming to Sundance though. Oh, it's not. Mm-mm. But that's from the uh, what the, the Daniels Daniels who directed Swiss Army Man. Yeah. So. Uh, here's the thing that sucks about this though hmm. there's some cool like buzzy stuff coming to Sundance this year right one of these has got Colin Farrell in it <laughs> I love that I'm there for after that after Yang say it's name That's that one that premiered at oh after Yang yeah, that one premiered person. at Cannes and got insane buzz really yeah that, okay. after Yang is the one to watch for sure uh, now here's the thing that sucks if we do Sundance this year we're doing like three movies because yep. Sundance <laughs> Sundance saw that so many people watched movies last year and they were like, 
we don't want to gatekeep cinema, so we're going to gatekeep cinema this year. <laughs> and they made it so fucking expensive to go to Sundance this year. It's And we still ridiculous. don't really understand. It doesn't make sense. Yeah. we Basically, the ticket packages they've released is $20 for individual tickets. That's not that crazy. Totally reasonable. Totally. I mean, that's, it's, it's, don't get me wrong. That's expensive. <laughs> but for a festival price, that festival, makes perfect yeah. sense. Yeah. Like, individual tickets are $20. Or you can get a 10-ticket package for $400, <laughs> which is literally double the price of buying... And then Ethan said maybe it's because you get early access to, to seats. Okay, sure, but I'm not paying double for that. Double. Like, double. <laughs> du- yeah, I double. I don't understand. Or you can pay $200 for an online pass, which is a four-hour window. So you Ugh. can watch maybe two movies. Yeah. Maybe. I don't want to do $200. I'm like, it's ridiculous. So Plus, my I'm kind of started, I'm, I'm feeling a little bit jaded, especially about Sundance. Mm-hmm. It's just so hard to figure out what you actually need to watch right yeah and then and then by the time it ends it's like saw all the wrong stuff we saw 80 percent of wrong shite stuff. movies yep that's why i'm thinking this year what i'm thinking we should do instead of sundance is there's i think the colorado one is right after sundance right really? like a month or two after it i think um cool. and most of the stuff that plays at sundance goes on to play there anyways and by that point we'll already have a whole slew of first take first picks out yeah. so Maybe we'll be coming be back cool. to you guys with a Colorado Film Festival episode rather than cool. a Sundance I'd, episode. I'd be very down to go to Colorado. Yeah. Sundance or Even not. if we don't do it in person, even if we can do an online option, that'd also be cool, yeah, too. that'd be nice. So that's kind of what I'm leaning towards this year. Yeah. And Sundance, it's kind of their own fault. The fact yeah. that there's no locals option mm-hmm. is bullshit. And no student option, I'm like, it's pretty sad. Like, everyone in the comments on Twitter is like, what, like... I, okay, so, like, yeah, it's it's it sucks. It's a bummer. It does suck. Um, but... We'll see. We'll see. They've got some good stuff, though. And A24 seems like they're doing a lot of it. Yeah. Right? Ooh. Um, okay, here's another exciting one. Mike Flanagan's Fall of the House of Usher coming to Netflix adds five people to its cast, including Carla Gugino. Is that how you say her name? Mm-hmm. She's the mom in, uh, I guess Haunting not the mom. Yeah, she's the mom in Haunting of Hill House and the wife in Gerald's Game. Mm-hmm. Um, what's, like, her big movie before this? Before, she's, like, so familiar to me, and I can't place her. Walking Dead? No. No. I don't know. She's in like almost every Mike Flanagan movie, but yeah. outside of that, I'm not sure. Um, but the big surprise is Mark Hamill. Mark Hamill. That's really cool. Very cool. Good they, to see him doing so this. Was, they announced the first half yesterday, and they announced the second half of the cast today. And so we have Bev from Midnight Mass coming back. We got <sighs> Raul Coley coming back. We got uh-huh. the kid from E.T. coming back. We got the Kate Siegel coming back, obviously. Ooh. Uh, the main guy from Midnight Mass who... Uh, uh, dies halfway through. Sorry, you should have watched it. Should have watched it. Should have watched it. You missed your train. Should have watched it. it. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, pretty pretty huge cast too. It is it is way larger than any other Flanagan Netflix show. Pretty cool. Way bigger. Pretty cool too because this just continues to demonstrate that Mike Flanagan is just building a, a yeah. pretty apparent strong relationship with the with the people he works with. Yeah. Right. Which is cool. I think that's a good thing. Very cool. Uh, the thing I think I recognize her from outside of this is she's Silk Spectre in Zack Snyder's Watchmen. She is? Uh-huh. Silk Spectre oh, 1? I haven't seen like, that. Like, yeah, the mom. Oh, okay. Yeah, I yeah, was yeah, like, yeah. what? Uh, I had to watch that. I forgot that a movie even exists. It's a long uh-huh. movie. She, I know I've seen her in something else. I feel like a TV show. doesn't matter. I'll figure it out later. Um, all right, let's see. So that's exciting, though. I'm I'm, I'm pretty excited for that. Very excited. Um, okay, here we go. While I might slightly disagree with the opinion here, either way, the context is cool. Olivia Wilde <laughs> clearly hasn't seen House of Gucci. Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or, like, any foreign film. <laughs> uh, Olivia That's Wilde it. poses the question, why isn't there any good sex in film anymore? 
uh, her new film, Don't Worry Darling, aims to correct that. One scene featuring a hardworking Harry Styles and a, more, a most gratified Florence Pugh is going to generate some serious attention. Nothing like directing your boyfriend just fucking going to town on Florence Pugh. Like, cause oh my God. That's just so funny to me that she's uh. dating Harry Styles. Either way, though, I'm fine with this because... <laughs> That I'm sounds sex. great for these two people. It's so. a thirty-minute sex scene. Thirty minutes. Olivia Wilde is making a porno. She's doing what she's doing. What Love did in two thousand fourteen or whenever that movie came out. That what? Who made that? I don't even know what you're talking about. Honestly, <sighs> the guy that made Climax. No, no uh, way, Gaspar. Gaspar, no, no way. Gaspar, no way. Yeah, he made the, no he, way. he made a movie called Love that's like in three oh, D. Is that the one where it starts with a little yeah. handy? The whole the whole <laughs> the opening shot is a five minutes like static shot of a flaccid man becoming <laughs> erect and then orgasming because he's getting a handy. That's yeah. so weird. Where is that streaming? Like so I can <laughs> like so I can like Sound make point sure up. I don't watch it or it's anything. on it's on Netflix, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I'll have to cancel my Netflix. <laughs> you know they played it in three D at the tower when it came 3D? out. Three D? Yeah, what? that movie was filmed in three oh, D. That would be such a cool thing to go to I the know. tower. I wish I would have gotten <laughs> that to would be so cool. I'm pretty sure when Damn. it came out though we wouldn't have been able to go see it because it was absolutely rated X. Oh and we were twenty fourteen so we we're like sixteen years old. Damn. A long time ago. Smell a vision. <laughs> smell of ew. <laughs> smell a vision. Not looking. I don't like that. Is that salt. Uh, oh God. Okay. Moving on. Uh, Ethan, I think I didn't watch this trailer. I see. I don't remember you sending this one either. Stop looking at that. Oh, Chillin' Island. This is the Chillin' Island. Island. It's literally a bunch of music artists, from what I can tell, just hanging out on an island, smoking weed, and interacting with nature and the people there. It looks very chill. Cool. It's got right. Ezra Keening from Vampire Weekend. Nice. It's got Lil Yachty. We still don't know what the fuck was the beach. Nope. Still don't. Don't it Must care. not have been anything. Don't care to find it out. It really then. must not have been important. Yeah. For a second, I thought this was like a cut of that, mm. but it's not. Yeah, that's kind of what it reminded me of. Yeah. Um, That's stupid. What, the Chillin' Island thing? No, or? that the beach <laughs> thing wasn't anything. <laughs> oh, yeah, especially because you had to pay for it. That's fucking dumb. Oh, yeah, you did have to pay for it, huh? A24 is just 36 hours. A24 is on the way out. Fuck, we're neon stands now. now Sorry, A24, stands. you lost your chance now to sponsor Now that neon's us. making merch, it's over. <laughs> you should have lost it's your over. chance to sponsor us. A24, neon got that it's spot now. They're sponsoring us now. Yeah, thanks, neon. Thanks again. All right, everything all at once trailer. We just talked about that. Or no, the trailer's next week. Trailer's right. next week. Um, okay, this one's a bummer. Hate to end on a ba- <laughs> on a sour note. Letitia Wright, allegedly done with the MCU and the Black Panther Wakanda Forever movie due to the vaccine mandates of the film set. No. Yeah, I've been hearing things about this for a couple weeks, but I've always just been like, they're going to figure it out or right. it's not true. And now it's like, she's, she's gone. <laughs> this is one, I mean, it's terrible for like obvious reasons because it's like, you hate to find out. You hate to have a new problematic fave, right? Hate to find out Letitia Wright is an anti-vaxxer. Fucking hate that. Especially her being the smartest person in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. <laughs> and being basically the one who's going to take up the mantle now yep. because of a Chadwick Boseman passing yep. away. Like It's like, oh, all right. Well, now they either have to recast her, which if they recast her and then her recasted character still becomes the Black Panther, that's going to be so messy. Yep. Bad combo there. It's just, this is bad. It's like, bad. this is bad all around. It sucks. At the same time, though, we had mentioned it the other night when we got done watching Spider-Man. I mean, this movie was kind of doomed, I think, from yeah. the get-go. Uh, I don't know. It might be the death bells ringing for MCU, but this is just a bummer. It's like, it, it really sucks to... It's it's You know, it reminds me of just, like, 
this guy's definitely not like a favorite, but he's just so annoying and dumb. Is the guy in the NBA who just changed his last name to Freedom? <laughs> oh my God, he is so. He used to play for the Jazz and his Cantor Freedom. Thank God he doesn't play for the Jazz he, anymore. He has beef with the Jazz too, so we're extra anti Ennis. Yeah, he is so annoying, and he's like being super racist to anyone from China. And oh really? God, I didn't know that. Yeah, he like tweeted this thing. I can't remember what it was. It was like this Chinese athlete, and he was like. Why are you an apologist for Xi Jinping? And like, blah, 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 why aren't you calling out the Communist Party of China? And everyone was like, <laughs> first of all, regardless of whether or not he's correct in that initial thing, right? That's a whole separate story. But what, like, it's not every Chinese person's responsibility to like <laughs> call out China. Like, what are you talking about, dude? <laughs> it's just so cringy. It's so cringy. And he's like also like a big Trumper and everything too. So it's like whatever, cringy. Yeah. But, not even good. Not yeah. even good. And not even good either. So, bummer. What a, what a way to end the news on. But that's it for the newsroom. Actually. Oh, you got a secret bonus <laughs> newsroom? Here we go. So, new Criterions are being whispered about. They're not. Criterion oh, hasn't announced no announcements them, yet. But they are definitely happening. Uh, the Worst Person in the World, which is a neon movie. Which is getting incredible Dior. reviews. Uh-huh. Yeah. It comes out next February or so. That's getting a Criterion. Boom. 4K. Or maybe it's not 4K. I don't know. But then Mank is getting a 4K <sighs> criterion. That's the next. That's in the next I mean, slew. good for Mank because here's the thing. Just because a movie's going to Netflix doesn't mean it needs to come out on Criterion Channel. <laughs> now, like Are good, you listening, Criterion? <laughs> Yeesh. Like, good for I'm I mean, I'm really thankful for everything that has come out on Netflix getting a criterion so far. But Yeah. Uh, of all the David Fincher movies. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> this one? <laughs> His Worst movie, for sure, in my opinion. <laughs> hey, Criterion, how about you save Mindhunter before you put Mank on 4K? And God also, damn. remember how you just put out Citizen Kane, and this yeah. is like the anti-Citizen Kane? Like, <laughs> I don't really understand. Really? Also, it's not a good movie. That's the other thing, too. <laughs> Mank is like, the more other people talking about it, like, I don't want to hurt David Fincher's feelings, right? I mean, he's not listening. He's not going to get his feelings hurt. (laughs) We never know. He might be considering you to come working on his next project, and now you're about to burn (laughs) He will be in a year from now. Yeah, and no disrespect to his dead dad or whatever, right? But dude couldn't fucking write a movie. (laughs) And David Fincher is a great director, but you can only direct a shitty script so much. Uh, And that movie is so fucking boring. Oh, my God. But now you can see it in 4K on disc. You remember when Mank was nominated for costume design? Yeah. How could you forget? How could you forget? What a boring Oscars. Remember the, yeah, the remember Oscars how sucked. terrible the Oscars were? It was bad. Yeah. Oh <laughs> Every single year we're like, God, that was so bad. Except no, but remember how Oscar, how like awkward it was? Very awkward. Mm. Oh, Jesus. And then they're like, ah, oh, Chad Bowes and miss him. So the person who won is Anthony Hopkins, <laughs> who's not even here because he yeah. didn't think he was going to win. Oh, I think oh I repressed that. God. I'm just barely remembering a lot of that Oscars. <laughs> and that's the end. <laughs> that reminds me about how it was so weird. So bad. Sorry, that. what'd you say? I, I forgot that I texted you guys this week and said that there's a Sicario 2. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Isn't that fucking weird? Apparently it wasn't terrible. I know, but it's just like, <laughs> I was listening to another podcast and they mentioned that and I was like, what? And then I like looked it up and I was like, oh my God. I, and it's like got all the same exact cast. I was like, what the fuck? Like, that was very, weird. very strange. And right. then also. Oh, you do got another one. Okay, perfect. <laughs> New A24 merch dropped. There's Any, a few things. Good? What do we got? Under the Skin screenplay. Oh, that's book. right. I saw one that. of the top five A24 movies ever made. Still haven't seen it. Still haven't seen it also. Yeah, that's that's a sin on you guys. Yeah, I know. I need to check that Enjoy out. Enjoy help. Now, Isaac, throwing it back a little bit. You got me into BuzzFeed Unsolved. Do you remember? Interesting. 
I guess you don't remember. I just walked into your room once and you're watching. And I was like, this looks dumb. Was and it a then, TV show? No, it's the, well, yeah, kind of. It's a YouTube series. Interesting. Okay. I don't even, I don't watch that anymore at all. That's for sure. No, what was yeah, I watching? Do you remember? It was BuzzFeed Unsolved. <laughs> but like, do you remember what like the story was? Um, no, I don't. Okay. I just Isaac remember was, seeing the text on the screen and I was like, this looks dumb. Mm-hmm. Isaac, got to the ghost Isaac was part. wasted when he watched that. I, was, I do vaguely remember it. I just can't remember the, I, I like, I remember when I watched that, but I can't remember what the case that they were talking about was. Anyways, what about it? It's interesting. I thought that I, <laughs> I came into this being like, ah, I just gonna love this because Isaac's a big fan. <laughs> I mean, I do love that I got you into it, but I just haven't checked it out since. Yeah, so I am, I've been obsessed with this show. I've seen every episode three or four times, uh-huh. and there's a shit ton of episodes. I love Ryan and Shane. Oh, yeah, it's the two guys. It's two guys. That's Ryan right, okay. Shane. Mm-hmm. Ryan Bergara, Shane, Madej, uh, lovely guys. If you don't watch BuzzFeed Unsolved, it's over. You missed it. But you can go watch it on YouTube. They did their final season recently for mm-hmm. BuzzFeed because they have their own YouTube channel. Oh, sorry. It's a, it's, a, it's a ghost hunting show for people listening, if you don't know what it is. It's literally a ghost hunting show. Mm-hmm. Um, they went off and made their own thing and uh, quit BuzzFeed. They did their last season of Supernatural. It was a whole thing. And now on their new thing, they're doing another ghost hunting show. Mm. Just had to bring that up. Very, very, very excited. Very cool. For some more Ryan Bergara, Shane Madej ghost hunting. Maybe I'll check it out. I'll call, maybe I'll go check out the, all the BuzzFeed Unsolved that I never watched in the Definitely first place. Definitely, the, the last season's pretty pretty great. Pretty great. There's some pretty compelling evidence in there. You guys got any podcasts to shout out this week? Because I have one. I got all mine out last week. Yeah, me too. Go ahead. I have a, this is a, I'm not a, I'm not big on true crime. It's fine. Like, I don't hate true crime. I There's do, also a BuzzFeed Unsolved true crime series. That's, see, that's what out. I thought it was. So, um, I, I'm not... I'm not a hater most of the time with true crime. I definitely think the genre in general can is very easy to be gross. Yeah, mm, um, definitely. But the Ghislaine Maxwell case, the Jeffrey Epstein co-conspirator case, she's on trial right now. It's like day 12 or 13 or whatever. Um, there's a podcast that I've tried listening to before. Not a big fan of the t- the co-hosts. They were okay. Um, anyways, they're doing daily coverage of the trial right now because they're there at the actual trial. Daily? Yeah. Because daily? Because I thought you hate daily. I, do, I don't. I hate daily hour and a half. It's too much. But 45 <laughs> minutes daily about just recapping the trial, yeah, that's that's fine. So enough. anyways, I'm behind. They're on, it's like day 12 in real time, and I'm still on like episode 6 because I found the podcast kind of late. Mm. Um, but if you're interested in the trial at all, it's pretty much going criti- criminally like undercovered, I would say, yeah. and pretty, especially considering a lot how of conspiracy many... conspiracy theories going around. Especially considering how many like big, big, big fucking names and implications are attached to this case. Like It's very shady how little attention it's getting. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you're curious about that... The True Anon podcast is really good for, and the co-hosts are winning me over quite a bit good with name. this series. Yeah, True Anon. Oh yeah, great name. Do they do they normally do other true crime stuff, or are they? No, their whole podcast is dedicated. It's the one I was showing you guys the other night. It's right. it's their whole podcast is dedicated to the Jeffrey Epstein stuff. And wow, a lot of people will probably find it gross in some ways, and I agree. Like their theme song is like like a Jeffrey Epstein remix, and it's it's a little weird. And sometimes they make some jokes that are a little. In, in bad taste <laughs> they're definitely kind of like dirt baggy sometimes uh, but they've got some fun banter it's like a wife and husband and like they're like just like kind of mean to each other sometimes it's really funny mm-hmm. but uh, really interesting really good like condensed information about it so if you're interested in that kind of thing I'd recommend that check that out true and on Thanks, true Isaac. and on um, you guys ready to talk <clears throat> about some movies now yeah, yeah. I'm going to start with a TV show if that's okay mm. 
I don't think I talked about it last time, but I finished The Sopranos. Oh, wow. Yeah. Seriously? Mm-hmm. That's a big That's milestone. a long show. Yep. <laughs> I gave up on that. Yeah, I'm, uh, I finished it. What'd you think of the ending now that you have the full context? Oh, I love the ending. Is it the best uh, show ever made? No. It's really good. You didn't hesitate. I, well, I was trying to think like I was trying to think of like a few. I could think of three right now off the top of my head that I like more. But like, it it is a great show. It's definitely in my. I'd probably if I had to like rank it, if I had to like pick my top ten shows of all time in my head, like loosely collecting them, I'd be like, okay, I'll save that and find its spot. But it would probably live somewhere in the top ten. Okay. But like Breaking Bad, I still think is my number one. Interesting. Good show. Um, now you got to watch The Wire. I am. That's the that's the next show. <laughs> I'm finishing Pen Fifteen. Yeah, good, new good season idea. of new season of Pen Fifteen's out. Last season. The last season. It's which bad. good call though. Yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah. And I do. I actually. I really dislike contextually in the show that they're dating high schoolers. But <laughs> good call, so they don't have to keep kissing underage actors. <laughs> uh, um, so good call on to them for that. Great show. Great show. Um, so I'll finish Pen Fifteen, and then I have like one episode left of American Crime Story Impeachment, and then I think we have one other. Oh, Dexter. But then The Wire. The Wire's the show on the docket next. It's exciting. And then Callista wants to watch Mad Men after that. Ooh, Mad yeah. Men's good. I got so like we'll halfway do, through that. Yeah, I'm, not a, I'm not a big... I, she, I was like, I have three we, reasons why I don't want to watch Mad Men. And she was like, Elizabeth Moss can't be one of them. And I was like, <laughs> That's well, she three. is. <laughs> like, it was her eyes and her nose were all three reasons. <laughs> That's so <laughs> fucked up. Uh, no, I, I really don't oh like Elizabeth God. Moss, but uh, so we'll probably check that out eventually. But yes, Sopranos, it is really good, and I want to talk about the ending, but I don't want to spoil it for you if you've never seen it. Hey, Don, that's really good impression, actually. Thanks. <laughs> All right, you guys ready to talk about some movies now? Mm-hmm. You want me to go first? Yeah, keep going. All right, well, we ended yeah, on Chips last week. I don't want to interrupt you. Yeah, I think Chips was the fucking worst thing I watched. Because you're on such year. a roll. I'm on such a roll right now. Okay. I watched Philadelphia. I didn't talk about that, right? That doesn't sound familiar. No, you did. I did talk about Philadelphia. Uh Okay. Did I talk about Mars Attack? No. No. Okay. I watched Mars Attack, the Tim Burton movie from the late 90s. Um, Pretty crazy cast in this movie. Yeah. And, like, I'll read you the cast and I'll read you the synopsis and it sounds like such a fun time. And this is a not very fun movie. It's got... Jack Nicholson, who plays two characters. He plays the president and then, like, a wacky Vegas tycoon. Wow. Okay. <laughs> right? Already. Great. Glenn Close. I think she plays the first lady. Uh, Annette Benning, Pierce Bronson, Danny DeVito, Martin Short, Sarah Jessica Parker, Michael J. Fox, Rod Steiger, Tom Jones, right? Natalie Portman, Jim What? Brett, like, just Jack Black. He's really funny. Pam Greer. Stacked cast. When did this movie come out? 1996. Christina Applegate. I keep keep going, right? Absolutely stacked cast. And basically what this movie is about is like Martians, we find out that they're real and then they come to the earth. Mars attacks. Yeah, and then they and then like they keep being like we come in peace and then they just keep attacking us and then we keep being like wait 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 wait, maybe it was an accident and they keep being like sorry about that and then they start attacking us again. And like that's the whole gimmick. And it's pretty funny. Um it's just it it just runs out of steam very fast and like yeah, pretty forgettable movie. Yeah, it's not nearly as fun as it should be, in my opinion. But uh, Tim Burton shouldn't be making this kind of movie. It feels like this movie was like written by someone else, and then they were like, "Tim, you can direct it if you want." And yeah, said, sure. I think Tim Burton does much better with like a small quirky cast. Yeah. This is way too big of a cast yeah. for him. So, uh, not that great, but it was all right. Uh, we watched Spider Man Homecoming. I watched Jingle All the Way. Rewatched this movie. Haven't watched this movie uh, since I was like a little kid. 
Calista hated it. She hated that I picked this movie. Um, it's not that bad. <laughs> it's not very good. It's pretty forgettable, and it's pretty stupid. Um, but it's a fun little Christmas movie. Sinbad plays a mailman in this movie. Arnold Schwarzenegger plays like a <laughs> plays an everyday dad. man. Yeah, he plays an everyday man <laughs> <Just> exactly. Naturally, <laughs> and there's like a part where he's like, "Oh man, like the system's keeping us down." It's pretty funny. Um, the whole have you guys seen this movie? Put no. the cookie down <laughs> now. <laughs> that is, you have seen this movie. <laughs> that whole part is pretty fucking hilarious. When he's on the phone, he's like, "Mmm." What's it, whatever his name is, like, your wife's cookies are so good. And he's like, I think she's in the shower. Do you want me to go check? And he's like, no. It's, it's pretty funny. Oh, my God. Uh, it's just fine, though. Wouldn't recommend it that much. And then I watched Chopping Mall. I think you would love this movie. Yeah, that's been on my watch list for a long time. I think you liked Basket Case a lot more than I did. Yeah, and that, if, it was Basket Case or Chopping Mall the day that I watched that. Yeah, and so the way that I felt about Chopping Mall, like, I still ended on a six, but it was, like, a really fun six. And... It's probably one of my favorite. I think a lot of these like cult B movies, I end up watching them and being like, I don't like this. Like, I get it, but like, this is still like, I was supposed to watch Toxic Avenger, and I started it, and I was like, I'm not watching this. Yeah, movie. I not, someone started watching Toxic Avenger. I'm not big. Right? Oh yeah, I, not, my bad. <laughs> I, I keep watching. I keep accidentally watching stuff on your YouTube. Um, I'm not big on B movies either. Like, yeah. Uh, I feel like I always am supposed to like be having fun with them, but I never really do. <laughs> and maybe if we watch it together, like, yeah, we watch it together. Some, some I'm sure it'd be different. Hand, but exactly. I feel like I'm just seven. wasting time when I watch them alone. Well, especially Toxic Avenger. I was like watching it. It was like eight thirty in the morning, and they're like, "You fucking punk!" And there's like, and it's just like, uh, it's just gross. And I can tell it's gonna be like really sexual, assaulty, and mm-hmm. like nasty. And I was just like, "Have you heard about I'm the new Toxic Avenger?" For this, I have not. Uh, someone really cool is attached to direct, and Peter Dinklage is playing the Toxic Avenger. Hmm. Well, maybe we'll have to do a Toxic Avenger episode and then come. It's a trauma movie, so that. yeah. Anyways, I watched Chopping Mall. <clears throat> Poster extremely misleading. Do you know what this movie's about? It's about robots. Isn't it's about it? killer like mall security robots. Sounds like a zombie movie. It's it's very to Dawn of the Dead like ripoff a thousand percent mm, like they're selling me they're trapped in the mall overnight well they're not trapped in the mall they're there to party but they're trapped by the security robots and mm. then it's like just these teens getting slaughtered by these killer robots and the killer robots are so ridiculous but uh, it's really fun like it's actually really fun I thought and the plot's really not that insane to me I feel like it's like stupid <laughs> for the 80s but I'm like. <laughs> You told me Fashion Place Mall got security bots to start shooting fucking looters. I would not be surprised. <laughs> um, then I watched Hard Eight, Paul Thomas Anderson's directorial debut. What'd you give it? Hard Seven. seven. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, I really, I did, I did. Trust me, I was like, ooh, I'm sure that joke's been made a thousand times, but I'll do it if I give it an eight. But it was a seven. It was a you soft have, seven. The review like, should have been like more like Hard Seven. Yeah, that's I should have said. That. <laughs> um, it's got a really strong start, and like it's like a gambling movie. Like it's did it make it, you want to play poker? Oh yeah, big oh, time. Yeah. And I was like, ooh, this is really fun. And then like. The second half of the movie, like when the plot kind of finally reveals itself, is just kind of like, okay. And then like the when it ended, I was like, all right, there's just kind of nowhere to go with this movie at that point. It seems like um, it was just okay. John C. Riley's like one of the leads in it, which is really cool. Gwyneth Paltrow is fine in this movie. I can't remember the guy's name who plays the main guy, but he's pretty good. Um, it was just good, but for a Paul Te- for like a directorial debut, it's really good. Well. Pretty great cast for a directorial debut too. Oh yeah, big time. Uh, then I watch. It's also crazy because. Boogie Nights came out like the next year wow. and it's a sign- it's like a major step up in terms wow. of like c- control and quality and everything. So Paul Thomas Anderson's great. 
Uh, then I watched Watership Down. Have you guys ever heard of this movie? Mm-mm. I've heard of it. I've never seen it, though. It's on Criterion Collection. It's like an animated cartoon movie that came out in the late 70s. It's like, you know Bambi? You know how Bambi like makes you cry when you're a kid? I don't know if you guys ever watched Bambi or not. My dad was a deer hunter, so... You didn't cry? He didn't cry. He was like, "Eh, that's Bambi. I'm not going to cry either. (laughs) (laughs) Just staring at you while you watch it. I'm like... (laughs) (laughs) That's cool. It's like that, but so much worse. Like, like firing on all cylinders at all times. Like, the whole thing is just kind of, like, about environmental... It's got, like, really good politics, like, environmentalism and, like, gendered politics and, like, all this kind of stuff, but the whole thing is just, like, about, like, a a tribe of rabbits that are, like escaping from their burrow and it's just brutal like the whole time it's probably rated pg-13 for the time it came out it's actually no it's rated pg for the time it came out are they raving rabbits poor kids yeah literally some kids absolutely like it's a traumatic movie like watching it as an adult is like fucked but like i cannot imagine watching this movie as a kid like (laughs) yikes but uh it's really good though like, the animation is really cool. It's, like, all hand-drawn, but, like, just they do some really cool stuff with it. And, like, I just really appreciate all the messages in this movie. Really, really, really good movie. Uh, I'd recommend it. Then I watched Spider-Man Far From Home, and that's it. I watched uh, Good Time, directed by the Safety Bros. Is that a good time? Oh, man. Insanely good movie. It is so good. good and uh, we watched. I watched this with Devin, and we both... This, there's very few movies that make me feel this way. When I when I finish watching a movie, I want to do anything else. I'll play some video games or something. Right. Get my get my hands moving. Uh, but after watching Good Time, we're both like, I just want to watch another movie now. That was so oh, that's good. That's awesome. Yeah, so that's, uh, I love Good Time. So good. Not as good as Uncut Gems. Can't believe the Safety Bros. have made two masterpieces. Back to back. Insane. Back to back. Twoo. It's twoo. Robert Pattinson is so hot in Good Time, and then he bleaches his hair, and it's like... You are so hot. <laughs> Even it's better. Insane. Uh-huh. Uh, then I, we watched Possessor. Pretty good movie. I like that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, Jake got it for me on 4K last year. It looks great. Thanks, Jake. Great present. No problem, Ethan. <laughs> uh, great movie. Like it's like a sci-fi. It's made by the David Cronenberg son, and it shows. Um, and then I watched Room 237, which is a documentary mm-hmm. about shining conspiracy theories, <laughs> which on paper sounds so cool to me. Mm-hmm. As I've been wanting to watch this movie for years. Um, and then I rented it, and it's literally the people who have these theories explaining the theories. And it's like, you should not have these people. They sound <laughs> completely off off of it. It's like the interviews in Glitch in the Matrix. Yeah, literally. It is exactly <laughs> like that. Yeah, it's so bad. Uh, the theories are cool. I, I love the idea of a fake moon landing. I want to I dive into that whole conspiracy theory. Hopefully, hopefully in the way where I'm not going to get convinced or anything. <laughs> right. It's just more of a morbid curiosity thing, but right. all that stuff's pretty interesting. See, I do, I do appreciate the theory about the whole thing being about the Native American genocide. Yeah, that part's cool. That one's interesting. It, it also just kind of get kind of gets lost in the sauce though when oh, there's all these other percent. stupid theories going around. Especially but. when they're like, it could be about this because there's three images, there's three Native American imagery in the movie, and it's like <laughs> it could be. <laughs> yeah, very dumb. And then I watched uh, Spider-Man movies. Jake, by you, man. So outside of uh, Homecoming and Far From Home, I only watched Civil War, which I didn't. I, I'll talk about that later, but okay. that's like the only thing outside of the, the mainline Spider-Man movies. And I watched Hunger Games while I was cleaning because I saw it was on Hulu. I haven't seen it in a long time. Nothing really to say about those, but I've been watching some TV shows. 
What have you been watching? Uh, Dexter is getting good. <laughs> I'm only on episode three still. I'm also only on episode three. Oh, wow. Oh, okay. I don't know if you agree with me, but I, the where it ends on... Or maybe I'm on episode four. I'm, I've finished two... Well, okay. Uh, you don't care if we say it, right? Mm-mm. Okay, yeah, so I'm, I'm minor cer- spoilers. Yeah, I'm certainly I'm at least so at <laughs> episode three. <laughs> um, the uh, I, I the end of episode one is he leaves a little drop of blood outside his cabin. Yep. The end of episode two is the guy's buried under his fire pit. Yep. The end of episode three is what? I don't remember. Is episode <laughs> three the one where his son goes to the cabin with the yeah episode? Th- I've, I've at least seen episode three because that's where he goes with the other girls and they're like. He goes with the other teens in there in the cabin, smoking or whatever. I thought that was episode two. It can't be episode two because they're right underneath. Episode three is when they're, all the cops are at his cabin and we know the guy's buried underneath their feet. Or maybe that's when we I thought that out. was episode two. Maybe that is episode two. And it's like after they all Because episode one ends with, yeah, there's blood outside of his cabin, but also it ends with Harrison. Right, showing up. Yeah. Right. And then, and episode, then the next morning, the cops are there. And then I don't remember how episode two ends. Episode two, I think it does end with, like, the police, like, searching around and they see, like, the, or it shows us that he's underneath his, like, a uh, mm-hmm. fire thing or whatever. But uh, I can't really remember the specific endings, but, like, just the things that are going on, uh-huh. I remember better. Like, uh, so Harrison started going to school. Have you seen that? No, I haven't gotten okay. that Okay. Uh, I'm a little bit ahead of you, then. Right. And where this story is going is fucking good. Cool. Okay, that's <laughs> I'm exciting. honestly 100% on board. This is like, I don't know. I hope it doesn't get like messed up. But so far how the story is turning out, I'm like, this is perfect. perfect. Keep going yeah. with this direction. Same. It's like super hammy still. And like there's still like scenes just like with Dexter and like thing going on with him seeing Dev and stuff. I was like, mm-hmm. I actually really like this a lot. Thing I still can't get past is, oh my God. Some of the worst teen dialogue. Yeah. I ever seen <laughs> ever it's so bad oh my <laughs> god it's fucking bad but outside uh, of that uh, i'm actually i'm super into where it's going interesting. all right cool. um i watched the animated episode of pen 15 i haven't seen that yet pretty good huh it's okay i know a lot of people I, i've seen a lot of people really not like it the I story feel like, i feel like you need to watch three episodes to it took me like three or four episodes to be like oh this is really cool okay no no, no he's talking about the animated episode specifically I haven't even seen that. <laughs> yeah. oh, are you still on season one? Yeah. So in between... I just finished season one. In between like their break of season two, because right now season two, it's still season two, it's just part two of season two. So in between those parts, they released one animated episode. Yeah. Not good. I liked it. It's I, I weird, like it but... fine. I think the main thing, and it fits the show for sure. Does it feel it's... like Big Mouth? No, it doesn't feel like that. <laughs> no, um, I think the thing for me that uh, like I know I think it's good. The story is good, and like it's still funny and stuff. And I and the animation style fits that sort of idea. Mm-hmm. But I fucking hate looking at it. <laughs> I hate I hate looking at it. It's, I'm not yeah, it. it's it's just it certainly fits. Yeah. And I, I'm sure that was like an intentional creative choice. But fuck, man, I don't want to look at that. <laughs> it's just also pretty sad. It's yeah, it's it's a pretty sad episode. Yeah, the whole everything that's happening is just like yeah. I just feel so. Bad it does have a happy ending though. I yeah, like that's true. One. I do like the ending, except kind of not really. They lose their paper. Yeah, but this but is definitely art that's like, dude, uncomfortable. Hard yeah, to look at. I hate looking at it. <laughs> well, and a, a big thing that happens in the show is they look at themselves in the mirror and then like they're getting paranoid about their features, and then for like the rest of the episode, like 
uh, Anna's really paranoid about her nose, so then for the rest of the episode, she has, like, a really long beak nose. That explains mm-hmm. one of the pictures I just saw. Yeah, and then Maya's really paranoid that she has a really big round head and, like, mustache, so for, that's how she looks for the rest of the episode. Yeah. It's, like, it's sad, it's, it's funny, also, but it is, it is sad. It's also really sad because that also starts happening after, like, those two are hanging out, like, just together, and they go to, like, the boardwalk of where they're, mm-hmm. they're at, and there's, like, a guy doing caricature <laughs> Yeah, art. that's how they see And they're it. like, this would be so funny, Maya, let's go do it. And then they go do it, and then the guy, like, <laughs> shows the... <laughs> the fucking reaction is so funny, though. Because, like, they're, like, oh so God. excited to see it, and then Anna looks at it, and then she's... Her face reaction is immediately, like... Oh. <laughs> and then she's like, Maya, stop recording. Stop... I mean it. Stop It's recording. so fucking funny when they get their hair braided. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Great show. Yeah. I love Pen Fifty. It's a fun, it's a funny episode. I just don't like looking at it. Season, I will say, part two of season two, they're going full blown, like full blown, like flexing their direction skills. Like Ooh, really, like, that's cool. Like Maya directs a whole episode that is about just her mom. Like, wow. and the whole thing is like about her mom, and like a, it's like a mom episode, and then. Anna just directed an episode that's not really, it's like a normal episode but she directed the whole thing and like the the whole new season has been like funny but it, they just are really getting into like a lot of the sad kind of beats of these girls wow. it's, it's, oh, that's it's, really it's, it's really good though I'm I excited like to watch the rest of it um, outside of that it's not a TV show or a movie but I kind of want to bring it up anyway there's this YouTube channel that I've been getting into that like does like these true crime documentaries but they're like an hour and a half oh this long. one's you're telling us about yeah yeah uh-huh. um Amazing. Like, it's all just footage of, like, police interviews, basically, and Mm -hmm. then the person who creates them will narrate over it, explaining kind of what's happening or what the situation is. Mm -hmm. They're really good about, like, being very transparent about it and not making, like, weird comments. I feel like with almost all crimes, like, true crimes true crime stuff I consume they just make comments about shit that makes me uncomfortable right well, like if it, there's a drug addict involved or something like that I'd be like yeah it's junky or just yeah. something like that I'm like <laughs> yeah. why are you saying that, why are you saying that? Yeah, yeah but it's it's That's so fair. good like and the, they've only covered like really big cases like there's nothing too specific so I, I just barely watch this whole video on like the Casey Anthony case and oh, I'm like man. This is crazy. <laughs> you know who? You know who hates Cam- Casey Anthony? Well, I mean, everybody hates right. Casey Anthony, but, but like hates her is Mayumi. <laughs> she fucking hates Casey. She's all every every for some reason. I feel like every few months her lawyer gets brought up. And she's like, "Oh, that motherfucker! I hope he burns in hell." <laughs> I agree. I agree. But yeah, it's it's crazy stuff. It's called JCS Criminal Psychology. If anybody's right. interested, it's I still need to check it out. Really well done. Like it's yeah, paced it's super stuff. well. Oh, you've seen it? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, awesome. Yeah, so you know what I'm talking about then. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's. It's very good. Cool. All right. You guys ready for it? I'm, I'm hoping and assuming that this won't be as long as Amazing Spider-Man because... We, we are at 57 minutes already, so let's keep it brief, I guess. Here's, <laughs> here's, the, here's the thing. I don't particularly feel the need to dissect these apart because, for me, my likes and my dislikes are pretty much the same for both. And these movies are the exact same fucking movie. Yeah, and they're uh, very average, middle of the road, for sure. Quality movies. I I think my big I'd, I'd honestly genuinely much rather get into our ranking of these. So I I'd almost <laughs> I say like let's spend a quick maybe two to five minutes each, kind of giving our fi- our feelers on this. Can I talk about Civil War really quick? Sure. Oh, yeah. yeah. G- give us some Civil get us started, War. Give us Jacob. yeah. Maybe we should talk. Guys, go and let's go. So yeah. Give I us would, some context. I would love to provide some context because it really influences my opinion on these movies now. Uh, t- the year is 2016. I, <laughs> well, it actually uh, starts in 2008. Yet I am, right? It's 2016. <laughs> I just barely graduated high school. Ethan, Chaz, and myself signed up for a Marvel movie marathon, for, and it's leading up to Civil War. Yeah, I must have been trailer. busy that day. 
I think we invited you. Or wait, no, we had three tickets, then one opened up, so and then Chaz was there, and we gave it to him. That's so funny in hindsight now, because I just, like, I feel like Chaz still watches these movies, maybe, yeah. but I can't, it just seems so funny to, to me that Chaz went to this. If but I remember right. really excited for these. Yeah. I know, I do, it just, that's just, but that just seems so funny in hindsight. It anyway, sorry, go ahead. a long time ago. Uh, yeah, so we went and saw it. Uh, it was it was crazy. Me and Ethan, I remember we looked at each other when the screen went said like Queens in big bold letters, and we were like, "Oh my god!" It also smelled ready. really bad in that. It smelled awful, dude. And also, Civil War was in three D. Oh, my they didn't god. say that. They, <laughs> they didn't, didn't say that when I bought the tickets. Us. They didn't That's tell fucked. us. That's yeah. fucked. Imagine our reactions when we came up and their hand glasses were like, "No, <laughs> yeah, are you serious? <laughs> We've been was... here all day, and you want us to watch a three D movie? That's yeah, not you guys have been there for like, how long? Like, for like, we've been there since like eight, seven or eight a.m. Oh my god. Yeah. Because it was like 16 hours It's all movies, the Captain right? America movies and then both the Avengers movies that came out at the time. Oh, man. Yeah. That's a lot. Okay. It was rough. It was real rough. Was but rough. Uh, Never doing that again. The reason I was so excited about this is because the, the main thing that I truly to this day don't think has truly been achieved that I, w- that I wanted from this, right, mm-hmm. is I want to see Spider-Man interact with these characters. I want to see Spider-Man and Cap. I want to see fucking Spider-Man and Vision. I want to see Spider-Man see- and Hulk. Spider-Man and Hulk. Spider-Man and Thor. Literally Spider-Man and anybody but mm-hmm. fucking Iron Man. Anybody. <laughs> Literally anybody. And this is the only movie where that really happens. Right. It happens a little bit in uh, Infinity War and Endgame. A little bit. A little bit. Right. right? And it's some of the best Spider-Man content in this sure. whole fucking MCU. And that's why it sucks. But at the time, it shows Queens. And here's also an important distinction. Peter's walking into his his uh, his, his his aunt May's apartment, uh-huh. and he has this circuit board in his hand that he got out of the dumpster. Sure, because Spider Man is a dumpster diver in this cinematic universe because he doesn't have money. Right, that's fucking cool. Right, yeah, like yeah. he's taking tech just from old DVD players and Very cell cool. phones and shit. I love that. Very cool. It never happens again. No, yeah, no, never. Ever, we'll, ever happen. Trust again. me, we'll come back to that exact point here in a minute. Yeah. The only other context I kind of want to provide is that, like, this was just a big deal. It was a huge, oh, yeah. was a huge deal. In, in general, just the fact that Spider-Man was... I remember sitting at Slick the day the... I remember when the news first came out, when they were talking about it. And they, it was, like, confirmed they were going to bring Spider-Man into it. And then I remember the day the Civil War trailer dropped. And the trailer ends with... On the roost, and he lands on the. I watched thing. this a couple days ago. Right, it's a, it's insane. I remember being. I remember two. I remember. I have two very distinct trailer moments sitting at Slick waiting for classes when the Jigsaw trailer came out, which ended up being a fucking terrible movie, mm-hmm. and when the the Civil War trailer came out. Those are very distinct memories for me. And so, like just that, like I said, in general, it's just a pretty big deal. Mm-hmm. We are now. How many years is that? Eight years into the MCU, and we finally are getting a Spider-Man crossover, and we haven't seen Spider-Man. It's only been two years since we've seen Spider-Man, but it was Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man. In Civil War, if it, to put it in an even broader perspective, right, or a more specific perspective, is like the next Avengers movie after Civil War is Infinity War. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. yeah, that's pretty weird. Also, Tom Holland sounds like very young in Civil War. It was really weird. Yeah, so... I feel like that's the context leading into it. I'm yeah. not really too worried about explaining the story because I yeah. don't feel like tearing apart all these other things. Yeah, but there's stuff I'll probably call back to because there's it annoys me. Yeah. But that's that's all I really have to say about it for building up context or whatever. So here's the thing: I I was we kind of we kind of briefly talked about some of our feelings with this last episode. I felt like I was coming into a movie series where. I had really low expectations, mm-hmm. and I was pleasantly surprised by some of it. Mm-hmm. And so even though they were pretty bad, I, I felt like a lot of the episode was us being like, this was fun. And yeah. even when we were talking about the shitty stuff, it was like, that was shitty, but it was fun. Yeah. Right, for sure. This whole like this week has honestly made me 
feel very weird. <laughs> I because, 100% agree. I've been on the same journey, I think. Because uh, not only did I lower my rankings for both of these movies, but as it currently stands, because I, I went and readjusted my list, my mm. MCU ranked list, and it's making me basically feel like I need to reevaluate everything. Because Spider-Man Far From Home is currently the worst MCU movie in oh. my ranking list. <laughs> Because I have never rated something lower than a six. Wow. And I was like, I mean, this is a five movie in my mind, though. Mm -hmm. But I was like, there's no way it's the worst one. It can't, like, it's not worse than Thor Dark World. For sure. It's not worse than... Dark World a six? (laughs) See, because at at some point I must have been like, it's still superhero, though, right? Yeah. But even that charm has started to lose I remember we used to have a lot of conversations about that, like... When Letterboxd started, we would just be talking about, yeah, we got to rate these kind of differently. Like, it's not the same as, like, a Denny Villeneuve movie. Exactly. It's an MCU movie. It's an MCU thing, <laughs> which is why I still kind of defend my 10 for Endgame. But this now is kind of throwing that into turmoil because I'm like, <laughs> and I don't want to, I think I even mentioned this too, I don't want to rewatch all the movies yeah. just to do this. Part of me feels like I need to because I want to be honest with myself about it or whatever. Maybe just the bangers. Yeah, but then it's like, then I'm going to have, like, I'm not going to rewatch Ant-Man and the Wasp, but I'm going to rewatch, I I don't, like, I don't know. I'll I'll, I'll rewatch them. So it's, but it's just terrible, right? I hate that. So my biggest feeling coming into this is that these are bad movies, actually. Not bad. That seems really aggressive. They are significantly worse than I remember, and there's not nearly as much good stuff to justify these movies. I agree. Period is my kind of final point. And my that's my kind of non spoilery feelings until we get into specifics. But, sure. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh Ethan, how are you thinking about these movies? Uh Homecoming was about as good as I remember. Uh-huh. And Far From Home was about as good as I expected. That's true. You had never seen Far From Home at all. Right. Yeah. That was I, that was exciting. I was by the time that came out, I was already pretty bitter towards the MCU. I remember that. I remember you were like, I'm not gonna watch that. And yeah. then we told you about the J. Jonah Jameson thing, and you're yeah. like, Yeah, I'm not gonna watch that. Well, it's uh, see, that's the thing is, it's pretty. It's a, it was a bummer because like I had reviewed Far From Home on Letterboxd, and I was like, This was actually really good. And I was mm-hmm. like, And that J. Jonah Jameson. Yeah. Like I was like really excited, and then it's just like sad to read my review and be like, You fool, like, <laughs> dude. You poor fool. I I feel like you and I are in like a really similar place with these because Homecoming. I think I uh, stood away from you guys a little bit with Homecoming when I first watched it. I really liked Homecoming the first time I watched it. I was like, right. This is a really cool like little standalone. That, the night that we saw that was the night that I emailed my manager and was like, I quit. I'm not coming in tomorrow. Really? <laughs> we talked about it about it in the car at the McDonald's after the movie. That is and so I was funny. Like, yeah, I'm gonna quit. Where'd you work at the time? Metasource. Thanks, oh. Jake. Thanks, Jake. The job Jake got me. Hey, you Although won't. I was in a completely different department, so it sucked. You Anyways. also quit from that place, though. Hell yeah, I did. Yeah. Uh, I was also going to mention, too. Or sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off if you're still. No, you're good. I'll finish it up really quick. And I really liked Far From Home. My first review of Far From Home said this might be my favorite standalone MCU movie. Yeah, right. Exactly. And, like, the <laughs> yeah. other thing that I thought was really weird, too, is that. A big reason why I think I have such negative feelings about these movies right now might just be because of how much of a Spider-Man kick-in that we've been for this last month. Like, consuming so much Spider-Man content... We're also all playing the game right now, too. Exactly. (laughs) And, like, some of my biggest problems with this movie... I've never really experienced this feeling before. I kind of hate when other people say it. Not everybody, but like really aggressive fanboys. But like, like with the Star Wars stuff, right? When people are like, Luke would never throw his lightsaber. Shut up. Yeah. Shut up. We'll get into it next. <laughs> we'll get into it next Christmas, right? But yeah, I don't I want to get started on that. I, I do hate when people say stuff like that. I get what you mean. But 
I really, and it might just be because we're coming off the tail end of this, like there's some there's some big things they do to the character and to like that I, that for me that that was a big part of why I have such negative feelings this time yeah. around. And so I think that maybe if we hadn't rewatched all of these back to back to back, I wouldn't feel this way. But and also rewatching them disjointed the way we did is yeah very glaring in very a lot weird. of ways. So, yeah, yeah. What are your thoughts though, Jake? So. <sighs> So, like I said, the main thing that I was so excited about is that I wanted to see this character that I know, right? Kind of what leading what you're talking about is that this character I know and I've loved my like literally since I was a kid, mm-hmm. right? My favorite superhero of all time. I had to see him now be in this MCU that I've grown to love with all these new characters that I didn't really know about before, but now I love. Iron Man's fucking cool, right? Captain sure. America's awesome. Scarlet Witch, Vision, all these characters. I was Hulk. like, dude, it's going to be so cool to see Spider-Man here now. And, oh, it is so, it's so frustrating to see what a waste of potential Mm -hmm. this is because there's one moment that is like oh my god these movies would easily be so much better if there were more moments like this and it's in civil war it's when spider-man and uh captain america are fighting each other and first off spider-man is doing like a pretty good job of like fighting all of them which apparently he just can't do in homecoming anymore ever again yeah he's just super incompetent after this movie i guess and they're like going back and forth a little bit he's talking about why he's with tony and all that stuff and there's a part where captain america like drops this big heavy thing on him he's like you got hot kid where you from he's like queens and he's like i'm from brooklyn and he walks away and i was like that's so cool that's such a cute moment nothing like that ever fucking happens again again. so that's one of the bigger things i have like a big problem with in this Mm -hmm. is just what, what's the point? Right. What's He's the point no of having character. him here if you're not going to do something with it? At least the Andrew Garfield movies had like personality to me. Like I agree. you might you might disagree with it, but like they were serving a purpose. Yeah. These movies have zero soul. I agree. Like, I cranked out by they're, machine. They're just vessels to connect things. I fucking hate that. And I ever since we watched Far From Home, these might as well be video game cutscenes. Two nights ago, right? <laughs> Yeah. And I remember even like kind of trying to defend a little bit. I was like, I still think it's better than the Amazing Spider-Man two, or the Amazing Spider-Man one. I dropped my score for both Homecoming and Far From Home to a five. Yeah. See, <laughs> after thinking about it more, I'll tell you my. Should I? I guess if we want to move towards our lists, I'll just say my biggest thing that kind of betrays Spider-Man for mm-hmm. me in these movies. I don't think I mind it when I first watch these movies. I really liked the Iron Man father figure thing. Right. Yeah. I think that I was. I think it's. I think it pays off really well in Endgame. Yeah. Right. It's really sad and like. And only because I just think Tom... It has nothing to do with Iron Man. Because I just think that character of Iron Man I'm starting to hate a little bit. Yeah, I get what you mean. Tom Holland, like, having that father figure... I don't mind that as much. But I hate it. I hate... Homecoming, especially. The fact that Peter Parker makes... He doesn't make a suit. He gets a, a, a suit that is, one, just, like, OP to begin... It's it's an Iron Man suit with Spider Man. Exactly, the <laughs> and if he has those abilities, why is he ever struggling to fight someone ever again? I know. Ever. It's so. If he can turn on kill mode, yeah. why the fuck would he not? I just I hate that. It also completely undermines him being smart. It completely. It's true. It, if if the first fucking suit that Spider Man gets is every Spider gadget, why would I invest in this character? It's true. That is terrible. I. It's like playing a game that. on New Game Plus right from the get go. <laughs> it, it's exactly like that. It's like if I came into New Game Plus, which I'm doing New Game Plus now, but it's like imagine if that was your first pick of it, and you had been using this fucking electric webs the whole time, and then now they're like, 
use these electric webs to overcharge. It's like, well, I've been, I have been using these for better. It's so dumb. I hate that. <laughs> yeah. I hate that because one, it completely reduces Spider-Man's character to just being Tony Stark's fucking pet. Basically. It's true. Yeah. And I hate that. And I hate that so much. I don't want to cut you off, but I have something to add on to that that I forgot when I was talking about these movies. But like, I think especially considering, and like I said, I haven't seen the stand- the other standalone movies in a long time, so maybe my opinion would shift on them anyway. But Captain America getting a movie like Winter Soldier, which, you know, like it or don't like it, it's his fucking movie. Mm-hmm. His villains are in it. It's all about S.H.I.E.L.D., right? But Tony Stark isn't there. There's not these other characters there except for Black Widow. It ties right. back to his first movie directly. Right. Why does Spider-Man's story about Vulture have to be all about fucking Tony Stark's shit being moved? Right. Every and single thing is about Tony Stark or the Avengers. But, <laughs> or, or John Tony, Favreau. Or John yeah, Favreau. Why, like, I think this movie would do so much better, and I would have liked it so much more if it was just Spider-Man's story with Vulture. Just make it that, dude. Right. It could be so much better. And... And I think, like, me and Dev were talking about this a little bit. That's weird to call them Dev. Never said that before. (laughs) (laughs) A new level achieved. (laughs) Uh, I don't... Especially because the context of what is happening, it's really... Okay, like, we know all about, like the MCU especially involved in the U- with the US military stuff right yeah. and Captain Marvel and like <laughs> the very plain faced propaganda in a lot of these movies right? even though the whole thing of Iron Man is that he's selling weapons and he shouldn't right. be doing that <laughs> he should, and then, so it's like we know that with some of these other movies but my defense has always been like yeah I mean I don't really like those movies anyways but at least these movies don't really have stuff like that but rewatching this I'm like I can't believe that Iron Man has fucking he is a first of all Vulture is a gets a contract job for him and all his fucking pals in New York to clean up a mess that the Avengers fucking made, and then Stark Industries comes in and is like, um, we're taking over, and they all lose their fucking job, yeah, and they're and then the bad guy. <laughs> they turn desperate enough to have to sell those weapons, and I'm rooting against them. What? Yeah, I felt the no same way watching way. it, like, especially because I was like. What is he doing wrong exactly? They, they tug, they tug on those strings. They're like, he's like, I'm just trying to provide for my family. Oh, it's so yeah. wrong. They put the words in there, and then still are like, yeah, and they're the bad guys. And and that's where the propaganda reveals itself to me because a, a lot of the message that I'm getting is that these movies, like, and it's it's I mean, it's, it's it's either making me think that I'm getting too radicalized or whatever, <laughs> or that just everything is like such a fucking mind game is to be like it doesn't matter how desperate you get some things are always wrong and pushing thing other anything other than voting is wrong basically like stealing from a billionaire if you're stealing from a billionaire that's wrong if you're hurting people who directly ruined your life by financial turmoil for no other reason other than selfish personal gain like that's wrong like if anything these movies make me feel like Tony Stark needs to be a fucking assassinated in these movies <laughs> like he is a super villain I cannot believe how evil Iron Man is in, the, in like like it just it, that was driving me crazy. I could yeah. not. And then not only that would be bad enough, but then to also make that person the fucking emotional core of this character, I was like, and it doesn't oh, work. It, yeah, it, I know. I hate Iron Man after Spider-Man. <laughs> exactly. He's a fucking asshole. He's an he's emotion. He's manipulative to Peter Parker. Like, oh god, it's terrible. I really, really did not like it at all. It just ruined a lot of the characters for me. Honestly. I honestly totally agree. And like, okay, to talk about some stuff I do like about Homecoming. Sure, at least, yeah. There are honestly some really good moments that the I Ferris think Bueller part's cool. Yeah, yeah the that part's really part funny. Um, yeah, I love Ned. That's a good part. Love his friends. Ned's cool. cool. Um, I I also like the part where he's climbing the Washington Washington Monument and he's like kind of has heights a little bit. That's cool because yeah. he hasn't really done that before. Jump, he jumps over the helicopter and like swings Ooh, in. That part's cool. That part was cool. Really I love cool. the part where he has rubble on him and he he like 
the Tom Holland's like performance in that part is actually really good. He's yeah. really good. He's he like, sounds like yeah. He sounds like yeah. a kid like Somebody begging for help. help, and he believes in himself. and yeah. he gets out of it. It's great. And like the look of frustration on his face, or not frustration, but just like just this fucking he's power he's putting out right. is so good. But imagine, I love that. Imagine if instead of hearing Tony Stark's voice in his head, <laughs> he just saw his oh, yeah. reflection in the water of the Spider-Man mask, and he was just like. I'm Spider-Man. Like I know I can do that's that. exactly what I was thinking in the moment. I was like, we don't need the fucking voiceover. Just look just at your let reflection. Let him see himself. Just let the fucking movie speak for itself. Because then he has no. He doesn't. Be, he only does things because he thinks Tony believes in him, and it or he's always trying. I hate that. I also hate that. I I'm hate that. I 100 agree with you, with you. And I didn't really 100 percent recognize that in the movie. I was making a lot of excuses. I was like, yeah, but you kind of gotta do that sometimes. But the more I think about <laughs> yeah. it, I'm like, God damn, I actually just don't like that. I think that's why I'm so scared to rewatch all these movies too is because honestly that's maybe the best part about Endgame is that they did kill off both of those two characters when they were way more important than they ever needed to be. Yeah. I there's nothing I hate more about people being OP from the get-go and then losing all of that for no fucking reason five mm-hmm. minutes later. So I hate the Stark suit. I like the way it looks. I like how it looks too. I, like the way I don't looks. like the way it looks. I don't I, I hate the spider, but I don't hate the suit like overall. Like I think it's fine. It's not my favorite. It's like pretty middle of the road for me. I think uh, but I just we'll hate get what into it, that I, soon. Exactly. I just hate what it represents <laughs> yeah. so much. I get what you mean. Especially just like I, I especially hate like how much of like Peter's personality is reflected by him literally talking to his Stark suit. Yeah. <sighs> oh yeah. my god. Don't do it that way. Exactly. Don't and do it that way. There's no he makes no spider gadget. By himself. Wonder. He makes the webs, but yeah. that's it. And that's it. That's terrible. I know. I agree. <laughs> and there's a lot of potential there, too. Like I said, even in Civil War, there's inklings of it. Like, uh, yeah. when you first see him and he's, like, caught with a suit and Tony Stark's, like, calling him out for it. And he talks about how, like, ever since he got bit, his senses have been, like, dialed to 11. Mm-hmm. And so he can't focus, so he had to make these lenses that, like... Just make him fucking focus. I was like, that is such a cool idea for right. him to figure that out. I do like the moving eyes. I like the moving eyes I as well. I like the moving eyes. Wish but, it looked a little better. Yeah. I agree. <laughs> yeah. Or made sense. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, those two moments really hit for me in Civil War. Yeah. Is him talking about that and also him, like, bringing home this thing he found in a dumpster. That is, like, that's and, such good characterization that they threw away. And I will say this. I don't hate the direction, right? We d- we watched we watched that guy's movie, Clown, right? And yeah. I feel like... I feel like Great. He, better than Spider-Man. Exactly, I yeah. I agree. <laughs> and I feel like he likes the character, and I honestly blame so much of this on just kind of, like, Disney in general. The MCUification. Yeah. Exactly. And just, like, the producers being like, this has to do this. And I feel like it muddies so much of the good in these movies. Because mm-hmm. if these were standalone and they had nothing to do, I don't think they'd be that bad. I really don't. I agree. Like, but... They don't look good. Yeah. Nope. No. Uh, I also I want to call back to a comment you said <laughs> on Amazing Spider-Man here. You're like, I think I'm going to be mean because of how bad these movies were. And my first reaction was like, No, they look fine. But yeah, dude, these movies are ugly. They're just and they're not like like the cinematography is just acceptable. Like yeah. it's not it's not like they're fucking out of focus and like you can see boom mics in the. Fr- it's nothing like that. But it's just like. Why are these movies so expensive? Yeah, they look the CGI is CGI's not bad, that good. Bad, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it's also just so annoying too. And I think I've noticed it so much it's more since fucking Robert Downey Jr. is there. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> I think it, I've noticed it so much <laughs> more since watching like the Amazing Spider-Man and the Sam Raimi movies. Is like I'm just so much more conscious of just how rubbery and plastic and fake every 
everything looks the suits like especially yeah the suits are like such the suits are especially frustrating because like i actually really like how the suits look but i i don't want to like like i can't put them above anything else because yeah. half the time they're not actually there so they look fucking stupid even even when he's just standing around it's still cgi for some reason yeah. it's so why? obvious it's like why put him in the fucking suit especially why because is that so of hard? The, kind, like the iron man suit seeing, being cgi kind of makes sense to that me. makes sense because totally makes sense. he can't move around in it <laughs> and that's not a, like a real thing <laughs> right and it's like okay sure but like it's a fucking latex it's suit a latex suit why it would be it would be insanely cheaper to just have him stand there and in but fact they gotta do it in cgi the best part in my opinion my favorite one of my favorite parts in both of these movies is when he is getting dressed into the spider suit in the alley and it's all loose and yeah. then he like tightens it that looks yeah. so cool really like cool I, I actually i like i was like that's actually a really cool idea like yeah, i like, I like that, that it like too. sucks to him like i think that's cool and uh, that's like never happens ever again Mm-mm, never again i don't care for sorry i don't know i i, I don't know you're good yeah. i have one more gripe about homecoming and then we can just ramble about okay far from home if you want um this movie has one cardinal sin, in my opinion. There's a lot of bad stuff. But Homecoming a- or both? Or just that one? Homecoming specifically has okay. this. And actually, you know what? Far From Home does have it, too. Okay. Less, I'm less aggressive about it, but Homecoming, cardinal sin. A lot of bad stuff, some good stuff, but there's one thing I can't forgive. Hmm. Why the fuck is Spider-Man driving? Yeah. Or walking. For a long time. Why is he driving to <laughs> Vulture? <sighs> he has webs. <laughs> Spider-Man swings, baby. <laughs> okay, I do like the Vulture call out a Spider-Man scene, right? What's he saying? I like that. I just, I just like that Vulture's like, "You're Spider-Man." Like, oh yeah, that I part like is that. cool. I, I like, like when he's like, "Show my daughter a good time." Not too good of a time. <laughs> Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah. Michael Keaton's good. He's Michael he's Keaton's really good. good. He's like a great villain. Mm-hmm. And I saw one person make a good point. Like, yeah. I do feel bad for his character. He is an arms dealer, which I'm like, that's true. He's definitely still doing something bad, right. for sure. But like, he's definitely not the greatest evil of this movie. Not the Tony um, Stark of this movie. Yeah, for sure. I really like uh, the Prowler, Aaron. What's his name? Aaron. Uh, Aaron Davis. Aaron Davis. Childish I really Gambino. like Childish Gambino as him. Really I cool. hate that Peter Parker goes, "You're a criminal. You're a fucking yeah. bad criminal. You're a bad guy, though." Yeah. Uh, what are you talking about? I hate that. I don't like that either. Um, but I like him being in the movie. It is cool. He's the Miles call out. I like the guy from Possessor being Shocker who gets killed immediately. That was pretty funny. <laughs> That's not even the guy from Possessor. There's like four people who look the exact same. Oh, yeah. Same. Who am Tom I thinking? Hardy. What is he in? The guy from Possessor? No, no, no. The guy that's Shocker in this movie. Oh, I don't even know. I don't, I don't remember. He's too shocked. He's the, he's the least important of the four dudes who look the exact same. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, he's in it. Uh, it's, it's got some okay stuff, right? Yeah. Um, I, I hate Vulture, by the way. I hate the way he looks. Oh, I love his suit. Oh, yeah, no, I like Vulture. I, I like love it. his suit so much. The leather jacket with the fur collar. Yeah. I love it. I just I like- don't like the goggles. I wish we could see more of his face. Or I wish that it was more green or something. I wish it looked a little more like the... Like, I like the collar instead of him having the feathers like in the comics yeah. or whatever. But I wish that it was a little more colorful. Okay, I, I, I can agree with that. Like, his, yeah. like if his wings are just more green or something. Was colorful. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. I do like the... I like the twist. I like that part. Don't see that one coming. I don't even remember it. Vulture Michael being. Keaton opens the door and Spider-Man's like, oh, he's like, you here for oh, Liz? That's true, yeah. Classic, classic uh, like interracial couple plot twist. That's, that's, classic. that's, that's the new, that's the new helmet take off and you're a girl thing. Is that, oh, wait, your dad is black? Which is just becoming such a fucking stereotype yeah. in movies. It's, it's uh. a little ridiculous, but it's, fu- it is funny. I was like, yeah. all right, sure. I love Michael Keaton. I, he is in really general. good. Yeah. In general. Okay. Yeah. Ned is cool. Zendaya is here. Like we said, we talked about it. There's some pretty surprisingly adult jokes in this one. Yeah. He's just like, what are you doing? He's like, 
watching porn. Mm-hmm. There's the part where she's like, that part I would funny. F Thor. Yeah. I was like, very surprised they're saying that. There was a really funny Hannibal part. Burris. He Hannibal has a really funny. funny line in this movie where he's like showing a Captain America like educational video. He's like, <laughs> I think this guy might be a war criminal now, but <laughs> yeah. whatever. We got to show these videos. Exactly. It's pretty fucking funny. It also underutilized. Funny. They keep getting these crazy good comedians to Hilarious. be in these movies to have two lines. Yeah, and that, dude. That is it. I agree. Throwaway characters. For no reason. I do like the the post-credit scene with Captain America in this movie. That's pretty yeah. funny. At the very end where he's like... I didn't see this. It's like the very, very end. There's two post-credit scenes. There's... I can't remember. There's, there's one Sinister that Six teases. One. Yeah, the Sinister Six tease. And then the oh. very end is... It like plays another clip from the Captain America like videos. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it's him like... A lot of people talk about the pa- value of patience and like whether around basically he's just saying it's a whole the whole gimmick is that it's like he's like you wasted your time why are you still here oh and it's pretty I see. funny That's yeah good. it's Which, almost as funny as when deadpool comes out in a bathrobe and he's like the, mo- the movie's over. Uh, that, see, that's so disappointing because I was just about to say it reminds me a lot of the Ferris Bueller's post-credit scene, but I hate that Deadpool redid that. I hate that so much. I hate classic Deadpool. Ferris Bueller scene though. Um, so yeah, and then Far From Home is just the same thing, but it's in Europe, it's in Euro- which is which is honestly worse because it's like okay, this feels even less like Spider-Man. Oh my god! And I saw someone make a great point on Letterbox where they said, "What's the point of going to all these locations if you're not going to make them look cool?" Like you're in Paris sure. and he doesn't swing around on like the fucking Eiffel Tower. You don't Tower. even see the Eiffel Tower until the Mysterio. Exactly. Thing. And it's like you're in all these locations and then you're in a town inside a hotel lobby room or just like inside a crumbling concrete building. Like <laughs> yeah, it's true. what is the fucking point of being international? Far From Home was a tax write-off for Disney as far like literally they just needed a reason to spend some offshore account money, I think. Because yeah. there's no reason for that movie. I genuinely Oh, sorry, go ahead. I like I like the first half of this movie just fine, mm-hmm. and then the second half is pretty garbage. See, okay, we, can we get into one more thing, and yeah. then we can move on to these lists? I really want to ask you about this. Me and Jake both really... Okay, Jake Gyllenhaal's Mysterio is a lot less cool and exciting the second time around. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, Me and Jake both really enjoyed the Mysterio hallucination scene. Mm-hmm. Ethan did not like it. I adore it. it. Mm-hmm. Tell me about Tell it. Tell us why. God, getting grilled. All right. No, 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 not, not getting grilled. No I'm, pressure. I genuinely I'm just, just want to know. Hey, yeah. Leave me alone. Leave me alone. <laughs> um, the CGI already looks bad. Fair. And the whole point of the scene is it's pointless. And he doesn't even. It's all just a fake out, and mm-hmm. it doesn't even. It doesn't make sense why he drew them there, just to not even kill him. He just. Okay. Oh, yeah. You got hit by a train. I'm sure that'll kill him. <laughs> That's basically my only reasoning, because the whole scene was pointless. pointless and it looks bad. See, okay, so but I, it's cool in a Doctor Strange sense. Yeah. But the Doctor Strange thing, at least. It has a reason to be there. This right. whole thing was just an. Uh, it's another fake out, which I fucking hate. I hate all the fake outs of this movie. They, oh my god! They think and they're they think they're being clever, but it's like this is this is a waste of my time. Well, if none of that happened, I don't feel any different now. I just feel pissed. Especially after the first fake out scene, because then you realize every fake out scene from here on out is going to be three fake outs in a row, and, and it's without fail that pattern. And it's sad because Peter Parker's like. Are you real? Are you real? Tell me something you would know. Are you real? And he can just, it, it's its sad because it's like, yeah, I would feel like I'm never in real life. <laughs> and then they ruin a scary move, a scary moment with a fucking stupid joke. I hate that. Like when he's talking to Happy. First of all, Happy lands in just a field Fuck of flowers. Happy. Which Fuck I'm Happy. like, what are you doing? Um, and then it's also a lot funnier in rewatching this. In the, Remember when... Uh, Oh, fuck. Pepper Potts. Gwyneth Paltrow was like, I wasn't in Spider-Man. And uh-huh. he was like, yes, you were. <laughs> it's a lot funnier rewatching it and seeing her scene and being like, yeah, I wouldn't remember this either. <laughs> but um, yeah, I can't blame her. 
I think that I, I kind of agree with all of those reasons. I just really like it because, one, it's the best looking, maybe not in terms of CGI, I agree, but like contrast-wise and colors, for some reason his suit looks better, Mysterio looks really good, and I think it's because of how dark everything else is. It's probably because they're not putting a CGI model in the real world. It's exactly, just all, all CGI. CGI. <laughs> I, so for me personally, so it's probably works. my favorite moment in both movies. I agree. It's probably be mine too. I just really It's also like a lot it. shorter than you guys hyped it up to be. I was like... It was like two minutes long. I was like, that's it? Or oh, I don't even, even, I don't even remember it being long either. It felt like 40 seconds long maybe. Yeah, it was pretty and short. It was over. It was like, and then you got hit by a train and <laughs> on to the next scene. Yeah, exactly. I really like it because for me that felt like such a, like, to contrast with Vulture, I thought it was such a, a specifically Mysterio like villainization. Yeah, it felt very cool for his character. Definitely. Yeah, I love that. And like, I love that, like what Mysterio is doing is attacking a lot of P- uh, Peter's personality and insecurity traits and stuff right. like that. Like there's a part where he's like looking at a bunch of mirrors and all these Spider-Man just jump on top of him. Yeah. And then I like, like he's like in this snow globe, Shows the big scary Ugh, spider. So cool. Like yeah. I just love all that stuff. And there's a part where he's like in a Stark suit and then he comes back up and he's in his homemade suit. Again. Oh, and the zombie Iron Man, the fucking zombie. I did like Iron that. Man. I did like that. That's so cool. Yeah. So, so I, I personally love Good that moment. part, but justify. That's justified. I I I, I agree. Yeah, I got um, my back. <laughs> um, we get MJ's fucking major one eighty. We really need to move on to these lists. I know, yeah. I know, we will. I have, I have just like so much wrong with this fucking movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All the mysterious stuff is actually pretty fucking stupid outside of that scene. Oh my god! Remember yeah, being his a lot entire better. his entire like Mysterio as a character. I don't mind it. I don't mm. mind this whole special effects thing. But Sweet his suit. yeah, and the suit looks great. He looks great, great in it. Looks He's got awesome. incredible hair. Oh he has god. amazing hair. But his entire character motivation and how they do it in this movie Nonsense. is dumb as yeah. fuck yeah oh i agree my i still don't even think i understand it no it also it also it's not not realistic one bit for peter parker <laughs> to be like you take the glasses you After take, he, he's nick fury's literally like this is the most important piece of anything on the planet earth and he's like he's maybe like, he meant i'm not good enough for me this. to pick i'm gonna give it to this guy i just met and he, why are you at the bar with your mask off <laughs> oh my god i know it's because it's a fake bar yeah. He didn't know that. <laughs> um, that yeah. I like that suit, though. I like the stealth suit. The night monkey oh, we'll suit. The stealth suit does look cool. Um, also, yeah, okay. Um, I don't think... I, I mean, it comes back to stuff we already talked about. I just don't like that Spider-Man has this private jet he can call whenever he's yeah, in a sticky exactly. situation. What would be better is kind of anything else. Like, literally just <laughs> him coming together and be like, this is where I am. I need to figure out how to do this and get back at Mysterio and get make sure. sure my friends are safe. Oh, shout out Marissa Tomei. Oh, yeah. Who has two lines. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> what a fucking waste. Oh, and then oh she's also God. completely fucking reduced by falling in love with Happy. Yep. Yep. And Great. who cares cool. about Uncle Ben or whatever that was? Fuck the- that. Oh, I so hate stupid. that. So stupid. I hate that. And I get it. Fucking. Oh, my God. Yeah. I don't know. There's, uh, there's also, a lot. It's really stupid that the last movie ends with. Peter and MJ just being like, you're my classmate. And then this movie, he's like, I'm in love with her, dude. And she's I'm like, just in love with her. And she's like, I'm in love with him. Yeah. And she's really okay. awkward instead of being from? like a, like a loner weirdo girl. I feel like the first movie is her being like the weirdo girl in breakfast club. And this whole movie is her being like Molly Ringwald in breakfast club. And I'm like, why? I don't really understand what the shift was. For Plus they no made, reason. the director made them have like a John Hughes marathon at one point. Oh, well, that get makes off even more the John sense. Hughes shit. Yeah. Get off the John Hughes shit. Yeah. It's not working. Yeah, I know, especially, it's like, it's one thing to do it for one movie. Why are you doing it for the second one, dude? <laughs> well, the whole movie is just number one again. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I wanted to add something about Uncle Ben. Um, when Spider-Man was first introduced to the, uh, the MCU, they announced they weren't going to do the whole origin story. Hey, 
that's fine. Everybody. Oh yeah. Great news. That doesn't, that doesn't translate to just acting like it never happened. Yeah, exactly. That's like and Peter and, and they you- can talk about Ben. <laughs> <laughs> they probably should <laughs> like at least once you're telling me he's never going to come up ever. And Marissa the- Tomei can do way better than happy. Oh, a million is. percent. What an ugly, annoying man. I and it doesn't even guy. have to be big stuff, dude. Like literally just like, a photo frame in the background would be good. Or if May said, like, Ben would be proud of you. Well, once, especially because, dude. like, we, we talked about it the other day. Like, the, it was an interesting choice. Obviously, Marissa Tomei is beautiful. Oh. Right? She's gorgeous. <sighs> but, <sighs> like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeesh. <sighs> but, God. and, like, it's a cool choice to, to you know, to yassify Aunt May or whatever. <laughs> right? Like, yeah. But, like. Okay, I want to see who the uncle was then. Exactly. He must have been a doof. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think of who would be who would be a fair enough. You know what match. else would have been? Has to be, has to be Oscar Ryan Gosling. Isaac. You Oscar know what else Isaac. would have been kind of cool also that I think would have been like, I mean, maybe it wouldn't be that cool. Maybe I just think it's cool. But like, just a nice little characterization, just throw it in there just because there's so, there's nothing about Uncle Ben. The most we get is a suitcase with his initials on it, right? Yeah. What if like Peter trusted Mysterio so much because he looks like and reminds him of Ben a little bit? Or what if... The, Uncle Ben and Aunt May just got divorced, and he was just like an asshole, and that really hurt Peter, or something, anything. Yeah. Or like, what if you gave Aunt May more than three lines? Yeah. <laughs> or what if every movie didn't end with a what the bleep moment? And there's also no conflict that. at all with Aunt May knowing that he's Spider-Man. Yeah, oh no, she's totally cool with it. Uh, she's fuck not, that. Could not care less. Fuck that shit. She, I hate no, that. Oh, but then it's hilarious, because she packs his suit, and then security finds his Spider-Man suit, and they're like, oh. Shrug that one off. Go right in. I think they're so, it's supposed to be like <laughs> yeah. Europe doesn't know who Spider Man. If they if that they makes no they, sense, <laughs> especially this is a post blip. Mm-hmm. What do they mean? They don't know who Spider Man is. Well, Spider Man's been blip for five years. Yeah, but either way, even if you, you X-rayed that know, suit, you would see that there's some shit going on in yeah, the suit. And yeah, even if right. you don't know, even if he was a completely new superhero, if you open a suitcase and see a superhero suit in this world, in this you world. would be like. Uh, this might be a fucking villain for all it's I know. It's a good point. It's a good point. Terrible. <laughs> Still stupid. I get that it was supposed to be funny, and I'm probably putting way more stock into it than necessary. But hey, also who he cares? never wears the suit in Europe anyway. So what's the fucking point? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Why would? Well, she packed it for him, not him. Yeah, he left so. it behind. But why are they putting, even put that in the movie? <laughs> uh, for, fun, literally for that scene. Good thing about this movie is. There are some cool him like when there's disaster happening and he's like swinging around like webbing shit. Yeah, swinging through really windows cool. yeah. and shit. I like that. That's there's true. more really like Spider-Man choreography, especially oh, later on. Yeah, but it's still stupid. Dude, why is he fighting drones? Yeah, why is he fighting drones? drones? Okay, <laughs> I promise. Last thing, and then I swear to God, like sure, hold sure, me sure, to sure, it. Sure. One point. I want three sentences max out of each of us, and then we're moving on. <laughs> Let's do it. Nick Fury being a kroll. Kroll. Oh, let's take it back even further. Nick Fury being a insanely manipulative villain <laughs> who's on par with Iron Man at this point in fact in terms of how much I like him those are my three sentences he tranked a kid yeah he uh, he shot him right in the neck he used and horse then he threatened to kill the teacher yeah and then he moved the entire class to where all the disaster's happening immediately putting them in peril and then Peter brings that up he's like shut up Peter you're maybe being you're a little shit. <laughs> maybe you're not you're ready a superhero oh yeah you're, maybe you're not ready for this yeah. Iron Man thought you were but I guess you weren't that on top of the fucking Nick the Nick the, not Nick Kroll <laughs> on top of the, <laughs> on top of the Kroll or Krill or whatever it reveal, <laughs> and on top of the fucking fake out multiverse plot twist this movie was bad. Thumbs down. Thumbs I just down, think that down. the people who are behind these movies don't know how to make a Spider-Man story focused on Spider-Man. Yeah. 
all of these are about other people, dude. Exactly. It's so annoying. God and damn. We can return to this maybe to wrap up, wrap it up. But my final thought, and then Jake pull up pull up this list. Okay. Now that we have watched these, I am significantly worried about Far From Home. Oh yeah. Uh, no way home. Or yeah, no way home. I, I am too. I am too. We're, I mean, the main thing. Every that problem is going to be there. I was thinking about this as well, though. Here's the thing that gives me hope because <laughs> because one, I, I want to be, but. Right. <laughs> Here's one thing, right? The letterbox description for Far From Home is like, if you read it, you might even think it's fucking Homecoming. Well, you might not, but it sounds just a lot like Homecoming. Peter Parker and his friends go on a summer trip to Europe. However, they will hardly be able to rest. Peter will have to help it to agree. Peter will have to agree to help Nick Fury uncover the mystery of creatures that cause natural disasters and destruction throughout the continent. Boring, right? Sure. There's not one mission of a trip. In No Way Home, there's not one mention of uh, some kind of school-related thing. There's not any mention of anybody besides Spider-Man in the description. Sure. I think that's a strong sign. It says, Peter Parker is unmasked and no longer able to separate his normal life from the high stakes of being a superhero. When he asks for help from Doctor Strange, sorry, it, okay, Doctor Strange is in there, uh, the stakes become even more dangerous, forcing him to discover what it truly means to be Spider-Man. Sure, but Doctor Strange is the new Iron Man for him now. Yep. And that's just terrible. And the fact that Honestly, every issue now I'm just considerably like, fuck, having Tom Holland or uh, Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield is going to muddy this movie to to fucking hell. Like, mm. and I remember we t- I talked about it a little bit the other day about like what we're actually going to get. I don't really want to get into it. We don't need to or whatever. We're going to talk about it next week. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully, if I can see it. Yeah, I, fuck, I don't even know if I'm going to be able to watch it. Uh, we'll see. I kind of fingers crossed you can't, so I can <laughs> be on the episode. That's fair. That's fair. We're not recording until Sunday, anyways. Right. Oh, that's when you're. Getting, we'll figure it out. Don't worry about it. We'll figure it out. I'd rather. Yeah. I'd rather wait so that you can be on it than not do it. So we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. But I do agree. I'm also yeah. uh, cautious of it. I'm cautiously now. So let's hurry and do some rankings and let's wrap it up. Let's We're do at it. An hour and a half. Where should we start? You want to start with suits. Let's start with the most boring thing first. Yeah, boring first. Uh, Flash. Let's Flash? start with the Flash. Yeah. Okay. Who wants to start? Well, let's just do it kind of quick. We're just ranking them. Yeah. Best Flash to worst Flash. Mm-hmm. Or worst flash to best flash. I think, I guess I like the Andrew Garfield flash the most. Okay. Just because I think that he, I like that him and Peter have a little moment. Mm-hmm. I like that. Mm-hmm. Then Tobey Maguire, and then um, Tom Holland, that I think is my least favorite. Just because wow. I don't care what his whole, I think his shtick is played out so fucking much. It's such a waste of that kid's talent. And like, he's just reduced to a punchline. Every time he opens his mouth, I hate that. Like, That's fair. I just, I just think it's fine. He's not even a bully. It's just he. They can't decide if he's popular or a fucking nerd, and they can't decide if people like. It doesn't make sense because Tom Holland is so fucking attractive. It makes no goddamn sense for this kid to bully him. It makes true. zero sense. That's so true. yeah, that's my ranking. Mine's I guess Toby, Andrew, and then the other one. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Third, Rami Flash. Interesting. Okay. Second, MCU. Okay. First. Amazing Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Yeah. So all three variants of how you can rank three things. Yeah, sure. pretty yeah. much. Yeah. Nothing else to say right, about yeah. that. There you go. Uh, yeah. Moving on to romances. Okay. Um, the one thing that the casting directors do for each Spider-Man trilogy is they pair a literal pair, a couple of people who are going to fall for each other, which mm-hmm. is pretty impressive. In real life. In real life. That's cool. Um, here's the thing. I think... As far as people I'm rooting for in real life, Tom Holland and uh, Zendaya. Well, they're the only yeah. ones still going, so. Right. Like, I'm rooting for them in real life, <laughs> right. but they are by far my least favorite romance in the movie. Agreed. 
then I would say it's iconic, but I don't feel the love. Co- I feel the love connection of Andrew Garfield and Emma Stone the most. Yeah. Um, but, and so I, I am putting them at number one, but the, the Toby and the Kirsten Dunst is I just iconic. Hmm. It's iconic, but it's also, man, Tom McGuire is a sh- really shitty boyfriend. Exactly. And, and Andrew Garfield's also a pretty shitty boyfriend, but not as shitty. And I, and I believe their relationship. I believe like the Toby movies. I'm like, okay, sure. It's iconic, but I don't really feel like you guys are in love necessarily. So that's how I'd rank it. Okay. What about you, Ethan? I, I think I'm saying Andrew, Toby, Tom Holland, Andrew, Toby, Tom. I like Zendaya the best out of all three of these actors, but she is also third for me. Mm-hmm. Just because she doesn't really have character at all in these right. movies, mm-hmm. and when she does, it's flipped around 100%. Sure. Uh, Emma Stone is second for me because I do agree that I think they're the most likable relationship, but I cannot stand the scenes between Andrew and Emma when they're just fucking <laughs> when they're talking being, back when they're and being forth cringy. for five minutes straight. <laughs> what a that's, weird... That's fair. And then one is Kirsten Dunst, because it's just iconic. It is. Like, they they have the upside-down kiss. I mean, yeah. that Wait, are we something. rating the romances or the girlfriends? The bromances. The romances, Romance. I think. Okay. Yeah, but but Whatever, but all the, the same in the, my opinion, honestly. The upside down kiss, I feel like that's got to get its own shout out. We didn't talk about it on the Raimi episode. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's iconic, dude. Iconic. My first that's kiss iconic. was recreating that with a girl. That's pretty badass. That's, that's badass. Pretty right in front of an entire room of adults that were my parents <laughs> and cousins and stuff. So. It's a little less cool. Oh, so wait, if it was an entire room of your parents <laughs> and your cousins, who was the girl? She was not my cousin. Okay. She, was my, <laughs> she was actually my childhood crush for a very long that's time. That's even more badass. Right, it's cool dude. again. Yeah. It's Thank cool you. again. Thank you. Ten out of ten. Okay. What's next? Was for a play? <laughs> nope. We were just right. we were watching Spider Man and we were recreating what was going on. That's and then crazy. the kissing came up and there's six dudes and the one girl and we all did rock paper scissors and I lost so I had to kiss her and I was like, uh, you're like cool. fuck <laughs> yeah. You're like oh, you're no. like you're like telegraphing. You're like paper. I'm gonna do paper. paper, paper, paper. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure the guy was. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so it's kind of up to us where we're gonna go from here. I'd say the next more compelling things we could do are either villains. Mm-hmm. Or Peters and Spider-Man. Let's do villains for sure. Villains? K. This is the first kind of long one we got. Do you guys need a rundown of all the villains? Uh, or do you guys just want me to do my ranking and then you guys can just talk about it? Or what Are do we doing do? villain by villain? Or I have just... ten villains listed. <laughs> just do that and I'll give you my top three. <laughs> okay, let's do it. Number ten, Dane DeHaan, Green Goblin. Probably the worst supervillain representation I've ever seen on I, film or in any other medium. Hard and agree. Hard I, agree. <laughs> I hate everything about it. There's yeah. not a single thing good about it. Hard agree. Uh, Jamie Foxx as Electro. Um, don't really... I also based a lot of these on how well I could understand their motivations and why they're doing what they're doing. That's a good way to look That's at it. That's why Jamie Foxx is so low on this list. What it, why, he doesn't. He's mad at Spider-Man because... And he, it's like a really ableist representation. Is it that, or is it because he wasn't getting like the attention on the screens anymore? Both of them. Well, he was I just, guess it's both. Ex- of them. That's what I mean. It's just like pretty There's ableist because no... they're like, well, he's just crazy. Like exactly, he's just so, a weird crazy guy. Uh, also, he looks stupid. Yeah, he looks yeah. bad. I don't like how he looks. Uh, number eight, James Franco, new Goblin. Uh, not a new character, just because you put new in front of it. Not very good. That's it. Uh, I don't know how to pronounce his name. Reese Ifans. Who I don't know who the hell that is. Lizard. Kirk Connors, number seven. Uh, His motivation is to turn everybody in New York into lizards. Also very ableist motivation. Ableist motivation, and also, I think the... I mean, this is me, like, looking at this and taking it it, kind of what it is. Maybe if if fucking... uh, What's his name? The director of the Amazing Spider-Man movie said, like, no, actually, stupid. This is what it was. And I'm like, okay, whatever. But to me... It, it's almost like Green Goblin's motivation, but like in the most in-your-face way as possible. Green Goblin is like kind of has a Joker thing where he's like, if you push somebody to the edge too far, they'll also become evil. Yeah, he's just and lizards like Spider-Man. Li- lizard, li- literally, everybody's lizards. 
So he does turn cops into lizards, though. He does turn cops into lizards. I still don't really understand how that happened because well, they got the lizard juice on them. Just a little bit. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. (laughs) Uh, Number six, Jake Gyllenhaal Mysterio. Um, Probably one of the best looking villains, but I have no idea what his motivation or end goal is, and that really frustrates me. Sure. Um, but he's he's pretty evil, which I do like. I like that he's like actively trying to kill Peter. You were right. Once friends. the once the plot twist is revealed, he hams it up, and he, he yeah. is pretty. He, great. he gets yeah. he gets a lot more hammy near the end, which I do appreciate. I, I like agree. that he's like trying to kill Peter. That's yeah, cool. We like need that. that. Uh, number five might be might be a bit of a surprise for you guys. Maybe he's a little too high. Maybe he's a little too low. Uh, right smack in the middle at number five is Topher Grace's Eddie Brock or Venom. Mm. Uh, the reason I like this Ven- Venom isn't very good, but I kind of love. His ridiculous Eddie Brock in this movie, and he it's is a good like rivalry. Literally the antithesis of Peter Parker, and I love it. He is cocky. He wears too much cologne, and he is just around way too much. Right, love it. I kind of like that a lot. Uh, number four, Thomas Hayden Church, a Sandman. I think he gets a little overhyped. A lot I was of people say, say I think you might have him pretty high. He is pretty high, but again, I understand this character's motivation so much more than a that's lot fair. of others on this that's list. That's totally fair. Uh, so that's the whole thing about it. He's the only one I'm like, I could see why he's doing it, kind of. <laughs> what was his motivation? He's got his a sick daughter, kid. He can't afford yeah, it. Yeah, she's, she's got cancer. So he's trying to kill Spider-Man? Yeah. Well, no, he's not trying to kill Spider-Man. Spider-Man keeps stopping him keeps from stopping trying from to rob it. places. So then then, uh, it, then the other villain comes up to him and he's like, we'll partner up. And he's like, all right, I guess, just to get the fucking common enemy out of the way. It's also, really I love movie. his outfit in the scene in Spider-Man 3 where he's making himself from sand is... I don't know. I'm, I really I'm an like I'm it. an apologist for this. I scene. really like it. Yeah. Uh, number three, Michael Keaton's Vulture. Wow. He's pretty high up. He's in the top three, and it surprised me too, everybody. But listen, I love how he looks. I love Michael Keaton. Give him his, his motivation Give him is his, his motivation sound sound yeah. sound. Agreed. Right. Agreed. The only thing I don't really like about it is like not really any sort of version of Vulture I'm familiar with. It's it's you can I think you can kind of slap this on any villain really if you really wanted to, yeah. but. I think it looks cool and it's a dream casting for a long time. So you know what? It's up there. Number two. Willem Dafoe's Green Goblin. Yeah, good. Good call. Dude's okay. amazing. The yeah. scene where he's looking in the mirror and he is like switching between Green Goblin and Harry o- or Norman Osborn. It's so good. It's yeah. amazing. Uh, amazing actor. And he brings it all because he just he just liked the role and he liked Sam Raimi. So hell yeah, that's awesome. And number one, Alfred Molina. As Otto Octavius. Octavius the most understandable, the most likable, and the coolest looking of all of them. And the best movie. And the best and, movie. Yeah, easily the best. Um, coolest design, coolest horror scenes. Yeah. I, He's amazing. I, well, you, forgot the etern- you forgot the elementals. Uh, that's okay, though. Uh, I'm just kidding. They were terrible. <laughs> you know what? On a lot of lists, people were including, like, the Shocker. carjacker. People included sharkers, like, okay, fine. But people are including the carjackers. From no. Amazing Spider-Man and Spider-Man Raimi. That doesn't count. They included... That's not a villain. They included fucking Brad, the guy who is five years older than everybody and is trying to steal MJ. That's so fucking stupid. That's, that's stupid. That's hilarious. <laughs> and I was like, that's I my number one villain. I have zero... I really kind of have zero problems with that. I kind of... I, I, anything that I would change would probably be somewhere in the middle. It's not really worth getting into. Like so. Sandman? Where would you put Sandman? Out of curiosity. Well, now that you're mentioning it, I don't think I would move Venom higher than him. Um, you would put... That was your initial instinct, though, was that you would put Eddie Brock higher? Not necessarily. I was just like, I, I like, I, I feel like it sounds high, but then I'm thinking of other villains, and I'm like, well, I mean, I definitely wouldn't yeah. put him above any of any of them also. above them. So, yeah, yeah. maybe Mysterio. I, Mysterio. I might like Mysterio. Mysterio and Sandman to me are kind of neck and neck, and kind of like, mm-hmm. okay, I see, I see. Yeah. Any comments, Ethan? Um, I think Alfred Molina is by far the best, mm-hmm. and then it's like 
a pretty decent drop before Willem Dafoe was there, and then a big drop before anyone else is there. Yeah. But, oh, those I see. are really. There's really like two great villains, and then yeah, everyone else is much. fine. Everyone else. Yeah. That's why they got number one and two. Pretty much everyone from four to ten in your list, I would rank at ten. They're all. <laughs> they're all the worst. One. That's fair. Uh, but yeah, Vulture's pretty cool. Let's hear your top three. I agree with you. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I oh, agree. okay. Yeah. Bada bang, bada boom, everybody. All right, so now we got we a couple more categories here. I got suits, Peters, Spider-Man, and movies. We can keep the suits for next week. I say we do that. Do you want to do that? That's, 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 that's also true. a very visual okay. thing. That's true. Let's let's save the suits for next week because we'll get new suits next week. Okay, let's do that then. Totally uh, fair. Let's just jump into Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Do do let's first? do Peter first. All right, Peter's first. My list goes... Uh, Andrew Garfield, I think, is the worst Peter, just because he is okay. too good looking, too Agreed. good looking, too tall. Agreed. Number sure. two is Tobey Maguire. Agreed. Agreed. Oh. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, I didn't expect yeah. that. Okay, I don't need to justify it. Then. Number Holland. one is Tom Holland. Yeah, I mean, I agree. Tom Holland, abs- I mean, he does suffer the same issue as Andrew Garfield, in my opinion. Yeah, but he's but a less conventional handsome. He, and he's also the only one who feels like he's in high school. I agree. The yeah. only one who feels like he's in high school. Yeah, so I agree. that's he he okay. wins he wins off that. All right. We're all in agreement. Yep. Uh, Spider-Man. Spider-Man, here we go. All right, here we go. I think we're going to get a little controversial here, everybody. Right, we'll I'm ready see. to punch. Number three, Spider-Man, Tobey Maguire. Wow. Okay. Number two, Tom Holland. Okay. Number one, Andy. Garfield. I agree with number one. Okay. The rest you disagree with. Uh, number two, I think I think for me, Toby's a middle-of-the-road guy both ways. And I think Tom Holland is the, my least favorite Spider-Man purely because of the suit stuff. Okay. That's he fair. has no Spider-Man quality. Mm-hmm. He's a great Peter Parker, and he's a great Peter Parker in that Spider-Man suit. But him as a character is the absolute least compelling. I wouldn't like. I guess I'd look at it this way: if I was going to play a video game of any one of these three as their Spider-Man storyline, he would be my least favorite to play. Okay, that's fair. I'm with Isaac. Okay, there it is, everybody. Boom, so boom, you'd boom. put Tom three. And Toby two. Yeah, Toby's two. Toby's two on both lists for me. And you'd also be Tom three, Toby two. Andy number one. I can't believe we all put Andy as number one Spider Man. I, I actually didn't that. expect to do I wasn't that. Expecting I didn't that. expect to do that either. I was for sure expecting you to die on the hill that Toby was the best at everything. Me? Yeah, for sure. No, no. Yeah. No, no, no. I like him for his movie. But. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, here's here's the big one, folks. We got movies. So okay. gonna, I'll start with mine here. Number seven, The Amazing Spider Man 2. Agree. Yep. Agreed. Abs- it, it truly is terrible. Terrible fucking movie, and it pisses me off. Number six, Homecoming. Wow. I was severely let down by this movie. Yeah. I could not believe how much I disagreed with this movie and mm-hmm. how much I just... The, as, honestly, even coming off the Amazing Spider-Man movies is like, the Amazing Spider-Man 1 is a better representation of this character. Oh, I thought... And I did not expect to land oh, yeah. there. I did not expect to land there at all. Yeah. Number five is Far From Home. Okay. Can we can we all say it as we're going? Sure, let's That's do it. That's true, yeah. Okay, so my... Yeah, I think we're all in agreement. Amazing Spider-Man 2 is worst. worst. My number f- six mm-hmm. would be... Far from home. Same. Okay, I agree with that. Um, my number five would be amazing. Mm, mine would be me, amazing Spider-Man. Mine. I almost want to go Homecoming just because I can see. I'm gonna kind of default on a very specific argument. We I talked about how I would buy the 4Ks of the Amazing Spider-Man. I would never buy the MCU Spider-Man. Agreed. Movies. Yeah. So I'm gonna go Homecoming oh, for my point. number five spot. That's a good point. That's a good point. What about you for five, Ethan? I go Amazing Spider-Man. Amazing Spider-Man. Okay. okay, number four, I got the Amazing Spider-Man one. I and I'm gonna put, uh, yeah, I'll put Amazing Spider-Man one there for sure. That's a good argument. Actually, I'm gonna put. Okay, sorry, never mind. Go ahead. Okay. Your thought. Nope, that was it. That was that. Was, my Amazing Spider-Man one goes there because 
for as good as it is, it its faults still bring it down yeah. significantly compared to those next. And three. it just looks so much better. And there's good yeah. swinging scenes. Yep. And those are like kind of staples. And it's got for a good Spider Man. Yeah. And it's got Gwen Stacy. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um. And then you'd put Homecoming. Yes. Kay. Homecoming for your four. Yes. Okay. I think we're probably going to be in agreements for the rest of it, but let's hear it, folks. For the top three, I we'll got say it at Spider-Man, the same time. Spider Man three. 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 Oh, oh shit. No way. Just There's kidding. no way. <laughs> that was like bullshit. <laughs> Two. Spider Man one. One original. Great. Number one. Spider-Man 2. Spider-Man 2.1. I feel like those... Yeah, point one is essential. Those fucking numbers are going to be like... Number three, Spider-Man... Three. 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 Number two, Spider-Man 1. Number one, Spider-Man 2. Very confusing. 213. 213. 213. Oh, shit. What does that mean? That's our house. Oh. Oh. (laughs) Well. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, Spider-Man 2 is the best, for sure. Yep. Although, isn't the Spider-Verse better than Spider-Man 2? Yes. All right, I'm glad we're all. Do you agree? On that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, Spider-Man Two recently, that's Into the Spider Verse is a ten for me. Kind of I a agree. disappointment that we never even talked about Into the Spider Verse in our Spider series. I know it's the best Spider-Man movie, but we'll we can save it for this Into the Spider Verse part. Across the Spider Verse, that's part true. One. That's so, a good point. Yeah, we'll 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 definitely return. Yeah, I'm, I'm a little <laughs> that is the best Spider-Man out. movie. Yeah, yeah, it's just the best because it's the maybe. I'm curious if how we'll rank him. I don't know if it counts. I'm curious how we'll rank the Peter Parker and in that into our lists. Because yeah. um, for, for me, it's kind of hard just because it's a completely different kind of yeah. Peter Parker. It's, it's a little hard to rank that, for my, in my opinion. Agreed. But mm. we'll, I think we should hold off on that. Okay, I'll hold off. I haven't I'll hold re- off on it. I haven't seen Into the Spider-Verse since we saw it in theaters. It's perfect. Oh, you have it on 4K? I do. You sh- yeah, it's perfect. Jesus, that's a good 4K. Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll probably still weeks, watch yeah. it this year. But, uh, it's a good Christmas movie. Yeah, so... There it is, I mean, everybody. that's pretty much it. Another Spider-Man. Next week, we're going to do Far From Home, so we'll, we'll no save some. Or, yeah, sorry, No Way Home. Um, we'll might, see if they're in it. I miss it because I'm getting my wisdom teeth out. Yes, yeah. I'm 24. Yes, I have my wisdom teeth. <laughs> no comments. I'm, I don't know. Here's the thing. I'm kind of okay with pushing it a day if we need to just because um, – Spoilers, you know what I mean. Obviously, I feel like people are if they oh, don't sure. watch it opening weekend. Sure. That's true. I don't want to necessarily spoil a it. Monday or Tuesday episode. Yeah, maybe we'll do that instead, just so we give everybody an extra day. That way, if I'm not able to see it until Sunday when I get back to Utah, because I'm trying to yeah. avoid being, I'm going to be in Washington. And I don't want to record again from Washington. Mm-hmm. Um, so, well, you can see. But see. for now, what, what do we know? What do we know? There, I did. Brooklyn. I did like the part where he did his Brooklyn accent. You're right. That, that part's, part's funny. funny. It's pretty. I like funny. that part, and yeah. I'm, I'm also like, it sounds just like Andrew Garfield. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty funny. Uh, so that's it for us this week, folks. I'm Isaac. You can follow me on Twitter and Letterboxd at Isaac Ramen. Ethan, where can people find you? The name is Dead Man's Bones, and, and you'll find me at Vivin Arena on any given night. There you go. And so <laughs> some nights. And Jacob. Ooh, my spider sense is tingling. I didn't see you there. You can find me on Twitter and Letterboxd <laughs> at underscore moon scented. Yeah. Catch my reviews there. And I thought you were going to say something about snooze. I don't know what you would have said, though. Is this part of the outro? Sure. Yeah, I'm not taking it out now. <laughs> um, Are you we can still also, rolling? <laughs> you can also follow the rolling. podcast on our main page on Letterboxd. In, not Letterboxd. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook at Monolith Pod. Follow us on Letterboxd at our HQ page. And while you're there... Sign up for a pro or patron account using the discount code MONOLITH. Spell M-O-N-O-L-I-T-H. 20%. Perfect. 20%. You only have to pay 20% for it. 
<laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, and it helps support the show. That's the first way you can support the show right You're now. Killer last line. Um, okay, I'm excited. The music is by Cassette Drift. <laughs> the podcast is available on all podcast streaming apps. Leave us a review, like it, share it with a friend. Thank you for listening this week, folks. Next week we will be back to find out whether Andy, Made Toby. And everyone else and the rest of the gang are there if they made it home. If they can save the worst Spider-Man. If they can save... Can the worst Spider-Man become the new... Can it crack the top three? If this movie can beat Spider-Man 3, I will be happy. I mean, that's that's a a big... I just mean, yeah, if this movie can crack a seven, I'll be happy. So, uh, we'll see. But until then, folks... Mary Jane, that's like my favorite name! (laughs) 